2: That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it
0: alone. What? Comics.
2: What are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. Music. We are just...
3: A podcast about things you actually care about, hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Yeah, maybe a little too much. Yes. That's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. I'm gonna get ready. The boy the this is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Woo! Here's CM and BD. It mm, 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 mm. looks like now. we are going to go live to the world. Mr. Machete, how are you doing? Over? I'm doing, doing right. awesome. Yeah, I'm rocking. doing great. Having a We're fantastic day We're... over there. What's going on over there? Not bad. Teaching a lot. You
2: are snows starting to melt, which is good. Got a blast of it a couple of days ago, but let's get rid of that snow. Melt, 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 melt. That's snow. what we I'm chanting
3: snow. from my bedroom window. We looking outside going once melt. We, get, we get snow, like, you know, we had it for that 20 minutes the other day. That's it. And then that's all gone. you get. Now it's over. And now it's gone. Do you so, miss the snow? Um, I, I mean, I, I, miss that sort of like, uh, I miss that feeling of, um, when it's awesome you know like when the, when you when the snow's there and it's and it's uh it's fresh you get it's outside not it's just and the kids you know love it and everything and uh and, and i don't know there's the, it's like a wonder that i when i grew up and used to go to fisher's hill there in caesar uh, in caesarea right uh and caesar <laughs> and caesar um and, hail caesarea And I, and I remember just going there and being so like, it was, it just, it was so easy to do. You just run up the street, you go, you know, it's like the parents never had to worry or anything. You just kind of went and did your thing. Mm -hmm. And you just, you know, you grab, you put your GT snow racer on the back, you go up, you're gone for five hours, you come home, you eat your food and, and whatever. So I, I'm, but here it's like, you got to hit run. So you got to check it. And it's like, well, we're getting snow tomorrow between the hours of nine and 11, so everybody's to tobogganing, there's to no hills and get up anywhere. to the hill and then you get up to the hill and then it's like, alright, get it all out and then you get home and by the time you finish food, it's gone, at least down in the mainland where I live but, I know. You know, you
2: know. Yeah, I'm at the point where I'm, I'm sick of it, I've had enough I, I need some weather, I want to do some gardening, I was talking to one of our guests there in the, in the, in the green room that we have yes. very, very nice, and uh, we were both talking about gardening, can't wait to get gardening we like gardening, our, us Canadians we like to garden, you like to garden you, yeah, you have yeah. people that come over and take care of your gardening for you. You're like a gated community.
3: I, I am. I mean, uh, I'm in a I'm in a community that uh, where they cut the little slivers of grass that we. Yeah, uh, there you go. You know that we have and all the rest of it. So, yeah, it's good. I
2: like. I'm it. in a subdivision and everybody's just. Uh, I don't think we have any rules here. I don't. I think we're pretty cool. Well, you don't want to hurt anybody here. You know, steal anything. That's our main rule. Don't be a douche.
3: That's our neighborhood's rule. Yeah, but and you you could be gated too. You've got a really nice little part of Kingston that they well, want thank to you. Their, yes, it is nice. Keep the My favorite part out, is the right?
2: forest out back. Yeah, like we have a there's a there's a rabbit on my deck right now, eating What's some carrots name? that my
3: wife put out did for her. Did you name Did you name that shit? It, it's, it's Hector.
2: Hector's had bunnies here. I almost took Hector's bunnies out with a whipper snipper. That was something. Wow, that was scary. But uh, they're all they were all good. And uh, yeah, know Hector's been here for a few years now.
3: You know, you're on the TikTok now, and you're doing. I am on TikTok, TikTok. but you know, they somebody posted like the saddest TikTok video in the planet. It literally oh, titled wow. the saddest video, and a mother is walking with her ducklings, and they walk, and then they, one of them falls through the grate. Like hey. falls through like one of those you know the yeah the, on, on yeah. the street on the street and she's like oh I might as well go back to get her so she goes back to kind of see what was going on and the rest of them fell down <laughs> oh dude that's horrible <laughs> that's the shit on TikTok I'm telling you it's like hey, well what? that's not oh. the stuff
2: I look at I see I'm, a lot of it's just coming up and the I season. see a lot of
3: comic books <laughs> yeah poor ducks. But yeah. You know, oh, that's it, horrible! Why, yeah, why would yeah, you yeah. open with that? Because you're on TikTok now, and I'm just promoting the. Yeah, but the, I don't. Uh,
2: well, that's not what I'm looking. I've seen a couple quick ones off the beginning of like yeah. animals uh, in the forest with uh, attacking other animals. Um yeah. You know, but, some redneck stuff, and but I I don't see that anymore. I see a lot of bouncing, and I see a lot of comic
3: books. The thing is, is the uh, you were just talking about the the tragedies of potentially Hector being killed no hector's fine yeah but i'm just saying you don't want you want to keep him around and these these poor uh yeah tiktok was kind of like whoa what's going on there yeah it was pretty well i'm not
2: i'm not following that person
3: (laughs) so today but wait there's another
2: thing that i saw just, just to keep going with with the what we're talking about the current events and stuff i saw this thing where britney spears is apparently being held captive somewhere and like this was on TikTok. This is what I saw on TikTok today. the comment. And this person had a picture of all these pictures of Brittany, how she's being, like, tied with uh, those, uh, not handcuffs, but those, those tie things that you put people in, you know? Sure. Have, have you seen that, she, though? That, no, that I have Brittany not. Conspiracy, I, where apparently she's, like, being held by somebody, and all I her new that. tweets and all her new Zoom things are... Well, this is the Zoom thing I saw. I'd rather see that, though,
3: than, like, you know... Ducks falling down a grave. Yes,
2: ducks falling down drains <laughs> to their death. Where the hell is Spider-Man so when you need the bastard? Britney Spears
3: tied up against her will. Uh, no, but you don't see it. It's just hints about it. It's just hints about it. Yeah. You know what? I stay off One sec. One sec. What's up? Corey Clark.
2: Remember hey, Corey, Corey Clark? Clark. What's up, buddy? Still uh, living in Blast Rock, maybe. Hmm? Blast Rock. Blast Rock. Beautiful
3: Blast Rock, everybody. Okay, so I
2: had to tell you that Britney Spears story, because that, that was, that was the, my TikTok impression of the day.
3: With everyone's that story. back on the Britney train. You know that? It was wild. It was just kind of like, really? Is this, is this something? Okay. Yeah, everyone's back on the Britney train because um, you know, with what's going on in the world right now, everyone's like, you know, they didn't treat her very nice. And so oh. now everyone's coming out going, I'm sorry for the way we treated you. We're, so, we're really? sorry that you had to shave your head and smash cars because we're so evil. And so now everyone's on the Britney train. So it's kind of funny to okay. watch this okay. whole thing that you're going to see a lot more of it. Cue the comeback tour when people are allowed to go to concerts again in 2025. Yeah. Uh, and then it'll be huge,
2: <laughs> it'll be huge. It'll be yeah. her and the Spice Girls, like going out and doing a duo, double uh, double entendre.
3: Mugs right there. Kids on the escalator. It, it is the kids the party like escalator what? podcast. Uh, it is Wednesday night tonight. We just uh, yeah. Our guests our guests are in high demand. The guests that we have are in high demand uh, this week, and mm. so we move things around uh, to get them. And we are going to talk about schwossity where Chris awesome. and I. You know, tried to break through and do the thing, but the two guys that are coming on with us today were very much a part of that scene back then. So I guess we should bring them in. Some it's like some the
2: essence s- of good times
3: rad dudes where it all began. Good times rad dudes. Some where it all began. Chaps, yep. Some some swell chaps. So yeah, so let's bring in our friends. Let's bring in our our, our friends here. Uh, we got yeah, the bone's there's, there's Mr. Chris Boneless Hill. Chris Boneless Hill. Well, I'm just gonna call you
2: boneless. Just how it goes. Mm-hmm. Say hello to the universe, my friend.
1: Hello, everybody. How are you doing?
2: That's crazy. Can you see some
1: uh, familiar faces after uh, being pulled up for a year? Eh.
2: Oh, I know. I'm starting to go nuts. we were just talking about how the snow. I just no more snow. There's Gary Begner. I can kind of see him. Hey. There's there gentlemen. he is. There we go. Let's give
0: me some light there. Fucking bliss.
3: There we go. Beautiful. Okay, how we're all here. It? I, uh... Good. Gents. Good. How's it real. Well, we're good. We're uh, we're talking Schwa City. We're talking uh, hanging out, and uh, just haven't seen anybody forever. Gary, the last time I saw you was <laughs> yeah. London, Ontario. I think I was there with Hart or Pearl Jam. Well, no, it would have been Heart because Chris came to Pearl Jam there. Yeah, but it was Gary, Heart, and, uh, Joan Joan, Heart and Joan Jett. Joan, Hart and Joan Jett. Gary, uh, who is frozen. for uh, I got there for for Heart. You got there for oh, Heart. Nice.
0: Yeah, I got there for Heart. We we met for lunch in the afternoon. That's right. And then I uh, had something going on, and I came back for Heart. And then uh, you came through with Pearl Jam, but I was in Hawaii, I think.
2: Nice. Well, there's a good trade-up. I'd rather go to Hawaii <laughs> and see Pearl Jam. No offense, Pearl Jam. Coincidentally, but, yeah, would take
3: that trip yeah. any day. Coincidentally, Gary met our our sometimes co-host Mike Mikey P there. Mike Pongratz was there at that time. Oh, I, was, that's right I on. actually on. have a picture of him and Gary and us together. So that was an interesting uh, time. Uh, okay, man, there's some history going on here. Chris and I, being the new guys. To this thing, uh, as far as the scene between Chris, yeah, boneless, and uh, Gary, but man, oh man, oh man, we're we wanted to dive into the Oshawa music scene a bit and t- talk about sort of coming through that time. Chris and I really didn't get in, didn't really into that scene until around '94, but you right. guys were well, well ahead of that for uh, and and bands and all the rest of it, so uh, so much to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but first, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Mm-hmm. Who the hell are you? What the hell's going on here, Gary? Go ahead. Uh, I'm Gary Begner. How are you? Um, I, I am the singer
0: and guitar player for a current band called Elephant in London, Ontario, originally from Oshawa, Ontario. I uh, was in a band called Leftovers when I was quite younger, playing heavy metal, good times. I uh, went on to another band called uh, One Word, uh, which was just me getting drunk a lot, uh, followed up by Lame, and I also did a stint uh, with my friends in Trigger Happy. So yeah, and now I live in London and living a good life. London, Ontario.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I lived right near there, Gary. I got all I got so many toys from the White Oaks Mall when I was a kid, Gary. (laughs) Yep,
0: yep.
3: Yep. There's nowhere to buy toys now. That's too bad. bad.
2: A huge fan of Lame when I first moved to the area there, man. I was a big fan Mm -hmm. of Lame. I was if we were gonna pick bands that I that I thought and I think the only reason that Lame isn't as big as I would have wanted them to be is probably by your choice, my friend. Um Lame is one of the bands that I would have picked from the scene that I was in that should have or would have or could have been, like, mainstays. You know what I mean? Um, you wrote some mm-hmm. great tunes, Gary. You probably you still you. do. Sorry. You took a break for a while. Um, yeah. But the, the stuff in Lame was really influential on uh, on me first coming to the area. And I, I really I was a big fan. Big fan. Cool.
0: Thank you.
2: No problem, Thank brother. You.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: It was, yeah. Uh, it was interesting.
1: I couldn't agree more. Uh, I mean, uh, Lame were one of those bands when uh when i was just coming up they were uh, a force in oshawa and uh i mean getting to play with those guys the few times that we did was a huge thing and it was actually one of your shows gary that uh really kind of focused me on punk rock uh, i don't know if you remember it was like uh Palooza, i think it was called or something it was at the eclipse and you guys played with the voodoo glow skulls and nice. uh it was an afternoon show, and uh, you guys played right before Voodoo Glow Skulls, and I remember just, like, you guys absolutely killed it, and then, like, we were like, who is this band that's going on after Lame, and, like, Voodoo Glow Skulls got up there with horns and fucking just yeah. blazing speed and, like, put on yeah. a hell of a show, too, and uh, that moment actually was the reason that, like, I was like, fuck, I'm going to be in a punk band for the rest of yeah. my life now.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were
1: literally like, awesome. Because of that show.
0: Yeah, they were awesome. And those where those were they from? Sure.
2: Where were the Voodoo glow, uh, glow Schools from?
0: I think they're from California somewhere. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was, that, was a, that was a pretty cool show. That was a fairly big show. Yeah. What year was that? Yeah. Do you guys remember? Uh, probably like 96, 97, possibly. No, it'd have to be 95, 96, I think.
1: Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to say 94, 95. So I would. think okay. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I feel
2: like I was aware of that one as well.
3: I were so a, many damn shows at that time. There was so many shows. It, was, yeah, it, was,
2: it was craziness, right? Because um, the Canadian independent music uh, scene was really uh, it was really good at that time, too. I um, mean, yeah. I think before, didn't Our Lady Peace um, start out of the Oshawa area, too, or am I wrong?
0: Yeah. No, they did.
2: They did? Mike, that was before. The,
0: yeah. Go Mike, ahead, Gary. Mike, Mike Turner, the uh, guitar player for Our Lady Peace, uh, Little little known fact, I used to live with him. Oh, wow. life. so our lady piece originally started as a band called as if so it was mike rain and i can't remember the other guys but a drummer different drummer and a different bass player um and basically they did some demos i think i still i've got a box of old demos from oshawa like all the different bands because you guys used to give us demos all the time like we'd mm-hmm. trade stuff around right so I've kept all of them. Like I've got everything wow. from like the uh, first Mal Havoc releases to uh, the original Kingpin, uh, which was Trigger Happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I've got all those cassettes, right? It's it's oh. a part of not only Ocular Heritage, but it's also part of my um, learning. let could you say that? I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also a lot of good times. But uh, yeah. So, anyways, um, I had a crappy childhood, like in, in that time, and uh, Mike and his girl took me in. And so I used to live in their basement. So that was around actually when I met Brent. Yeah. Wow. Right yeah. on. So, so like to say,
2: The Oshawa music scene is just full. And 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 oh, yeah. with Boneless here, like, <clears throat> can you, we could take like half hour here, but let's Boneless tell us all the bands that you've played in, in the Oshawa <laughs> area, brother. Like, my God, wow. right? Like, Hold this on. has got to be like a record. Stand like, seriously,
3: everyone. Go, go ahead, Boneless.
2: Well, I, I got a beer here, man. Tell us all <laughs> the bands you played in.
3: We have to warn our Uh, watchers and listeners, Chris, because this is going to be an hour of just. Well, that's what I'm saying. saying. (laughs) So let's do a kickback. I say, I got a beer. Smoke them if you got (laughs) them.
2: Okay. Let's start from the beginning. If you can, my friend. Uh, Okay. So from the
1: beginning, I, I played in a band called out of hand, which uh, had a bunch of, uh, I guess, formations before that. It was the same bunch of guys, but we kind of went through name changes and, we are kind of finding ourselves uh, style wise in that. So, uh, originally we were called slivid, which was uh devil's felt backwards. Uh, I, I have no idea why we would call ourselves that, I guess. Well, you were like, from uh, Oshawa. Just,
2: that was Oshawa clever. There you go. Just trying to be funny, but yeah, that yeah. that
1: band turned into two, which turned into bazooka kid, which turned into out of order. And then, uh, eventually out of hand. Um, so, that was one band. Um, There's one. I eventually, eventually played in uh, Lucky Number Seven, Figure Four, uh, Chuck Caliber, Woo. Tenfold. Um, oh God, Fatal War Snake, AF Analog, uh, which was the same band, just different names, and again finding ourselves uh goofed around in double standard for a while uh produced a record with uh simon head uh with those guys um rest in peace matt yeomans by the way he passed away uh from brain cancer actually a couple of years ago so yeah really yeah. good friend and uh, really, really big hit to the scene he was uh he was a force on the stage so um but yeah i don't know
2: <laughs> Watch, there's more dude you're just you're just forgetting him because the camera's so, on no, i know there's more
1: <laughs> yeah kind of like uh that might be the, some of the Oshawa bands. I've also played in a band right. called Then program uh, yep. I played in the Feds from Lindsay uh, for the reunion stuff. Uh, I currently play uh, drums for Random Killing as their touring mm-hmm. drummer. Uh, I play guitar in Hotel Murder. Uh, oh, yeah, Punch a Drunk green. from Oshawa. I played mm-hmm. guitar in that band. Um, uh-huh. And Lumberg from Ajax, Oshawa area. I play drums in that band. So, um, hey, I mean, probably more...
2: Dude, somebody just somebody just gave you shit for, for 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 forgetting and program but you threw it in there but just to let you know so you said oshawa right no I no dude, you're from oshawa product. you can say any band you played in man you're from o- you are you are oshawa's music scene man like no but somebody just gave you shit online about not mentioning in pro i just thought i'd mention that yeah i'm, pro- I'm
1: probably best known for N program and out of hand chuck caliber and i guess now random mm-hmm. killing so. right on brother, well, Gary, that was on our, that was, so on, our, that was on our
2: Twitch page. That was on our Twitch segment there that somebody said that for, that was good. Right on.
1: Well, I'm <laughs> sorry. I was, i was getting to that. You really on. said
2: it when they
3: were typing it, right? <laughs> like Gary, it's your turn to talk that. venues. I want to hear venues. Oh, venues in in Australia. All So boneless listed all these bands he played in, but I want to yeah. know what venues Gary's played in. And when did you leave? Sorry. What year did you come to London? uh ninety seven i think it was ninety seven
0: uh, al ali ali um basically told me this this evening ninety seven so the album lame album came out we toured we went across canada um did the music west thing which was you know, that was all good stuff everything was going great um i just came home and was just just depressed as fuck um, but you
2: want you want your band like your music won the ninety seven seven contest yeah the um new artist. So dude, year that was before. huge back in the day, man. Yeah. like that was that, that was was huge. especially for for being in from from the circle that I like to to call our circle in Oshawa, our
0: scene, man. Yeah, for that
2: we were all really proud of that, dude. That was awesome, man. Like kudos yeah, this, for that. that. That was amazing.
0: Thanks. Yeah, we got it the the year before. Was uh, Rainbow Butt Monkeys, which yes. became Finger Eleven. Yeah, so we were, buddy, yeah. 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 And we're, before we're, that was Glue Leg, right? Or no, glue right. Leg was 102. We, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. 102, 102. Sorry, sorry. And then we, we got the I think we were third or fourth on Q107 that year as well. Yeah. So different genre, right? Like, but we just thought for shit and giggles we'd put it in. And uh yeah. And that was like that a rock out.
2: station 977, yeah. too, and you took it over. I think it was your yeah. live show too that did that as well, because you guys were great live. Great oh, live, man.
3: Yeah, so yeah, venues and, in Oshawa, Gary, give us a oh, list. Sorry, yes. <laughs> let me hear the venues in
0: Oshawa. I don't, I don't like dude, I I couldn't tell you. Like we played any place that had a stage that would let us in. Like uh, I uh, we did the we only played the dungeon once because it was I think fledgling when we came home from tour. Mm. That was that was the infamous uh, brawl on stage show. Um, <laughs> tell we, us we, about we, that. Let's we'll, get back that. to
3: that. Oh no, wait! <laughs> so, I want to hear about that.
0: <laughs> yeah it was it was crazy we uh we just we had been on tour we just we just got back from like canada like t- doing the west like we drove right across canada and all that stuff uh came home we were pretty burnt uh but we basically we pulled the van in behind the crack house and uh i can't remember who it was uh but they, they basically came up to us and said like oh hey you know you guys just got home and we were like seriously dirty and just tired like you know, road dogs kind of deal. And they're like, you know, one of the bands canceled uh, over at the dungeon. Would you guys want to come out and play it? So we are like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, let's do it. So we hadn't even unpacked the van yet. So we just drove the van over to the dungeon and loaded all our gear. In. And uh, we got on stage, uh, the band before us played, I can't remember who it was. And uh, anyways, so we we're kind of setting up our gear and like, we're looking and the band that was on before us all their gear was on stage they weren't they didn't move it they just left all their gear on stage (laughs) they all went into the back room to drink beer or or whatever they were doing back there but they had all their friends and all that stuff so i'm kind of like we're kind of like just you know doing the whole like you know we just finished coming off this road thing where basically we were treated well like you know like it's time to go on stage the other band's gear is gone like set up your gear like here we go and and these guys left all their gear there and so we're like um okay and and we're getting the whole like you know they just asked us to play as a favor kind of deal we're not getting paid and they're like right away it's like you have five minutes five minutes to get on and meanwhile this gear's all here right so we're like fuck so we start doing this stuff anyways so i just set up my amp on stage like beside this kid's marshal or whatever and and i even said on the mic i think it's time like does anybody know whose stuff this is like because we want to play and nobody nobody so we start playing well fuck two songs in the kid comes up on stage with his girlfriend while i'm playing and grabs his his amp like and i'm just like i'm just like i'm what the hell's going on here so that's on my side of the stage It, it was like so annoying so i got to the point where i just said hold up you know you know i just told the guys like hold on hold on a second guys we got some rock stars here we you know They couldn't get their gear off when they were supposed to. So they want to do it while we're playing. So I guess this is our stage show. And the kid's like, the kid's like, you know, yapping off to me. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, whatever. Uh, So anyway, I'm like, just get your shit off before I throw it off. So they, they move their gear. So we start playing. Well, we kick into the song, the next song, the bass player for the band on the other side is continually, because you had to walk across the stage to get to the back, like to the green room, I guess they were calling Mm it. So the bass player is continually walking across in front of Jeff while he's playing, like during songs, like just mm-hmm. walking back and forth, back and forth. So Jeff finally just gets pissed off and says one more time. Like, he's like, we're trying to play. We, we're, we're always like, we're nice people. So we, we tried to do everything politely. It's like, you know, Hey, can you guys, you know, not, we're trying to play. We didn't do this to you, you know, have some respect kind of deal. It's just common courtesy. So we start playing and Jeff basically asks the kid not to do it. And just says one more time, and that's it. We're done, kind of deal. And we're playing, we're playing, and mid-song, and all of a sudden, I hear this giant go 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 and I look over, and Jeff is basically sitting on top of this kid, punching him in the face. The kid's on the ground, and and this is on stage, and Jeff's just hitting this kid. Then the kid's girlfriend comes up, tries to kick Jeff. Thornton's with us because he's a, he's our buddy. You know, he basically grabs the girl, kind of like you know. Looks at her and just says, "Don't you mm-hmm. don't want this?" And it was like all mayhem breaks loose, right? And then we finish. We're finished. We're pissed off, and we just pack up our gear and it was done. But yeah, that was uh, the the brawl at the at the dungeon where basically Man. we just wanted to play. A, we, we we didn't even want the show. We were just doing it to help out. And yeah, so we just, just got treated like crap, and that was part of the reason for like whatever happened with lame. Like um after the touring and everything, like you know, we did the the, the hits the hits FM thing and. You know, we had, uh, like, the Vespa guys behind us, like Pete and Harry from Harem Scarum taking care of us. And, you know, we had, like, stupid sponsorships. Like, we never thought any of this stuff would come through for us. But we had, like, you know, the Vans thing and all these other little things that were going really cool. And we're like, this is amazing. And then we get home and we just get shit on everywhere we go because we sold out. Oh, and God. I'm kind of like, I, you know, and it's like people that are supposed to be your friends, right? Like, you know, it used to be weird. We would have people show up at, and if, you're, if you know, Osho, the lore, 21 King Street was the headquarters so we we lived above Grand central station i don't know if it's still there i uh, i've like when i've been home i I, it looks like it's closed but anyways there's apartments above there and we used to have all those apartments up there so our rehearsal space was there and we all lived in in those apartments um so yeah it was just it was just weird so yeah we we would come home or or there'd be a um people kind of got the gist of when the sponsorship box would show up so vans would send us sneakers and t-shirts and hoodies and all kinds of swag right that we're supposed to wear or give out on the road which we would do We'd, anyways well people would show up on these days people that we didn't even see normally right would just show up at, at the, the condo like at, sorry at the apartments just on these magical days when the case <laughs> would show up right so it, it just got it just got really weird right and then we were dicks because we weren't giving stuff away like when we first got it we were just giving it out. And then we find out like, oh, well, when you guys go on the road, you know, it'd be really good if you could give out, you know, toks, give out stickers, give out shirts. So that's what we used to do. The same with limited when they gave us our stuff, it was like, they gave us a snowboard that we had, we had to take on the road with us and put up behind our merch thing. And kids would fill out the mailing list because back then it was not email or it was just the beginning of email, I guess Sure. So yeah, we well, mailing then, list. So I remember mailing list days, buddy. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so and, and the agreement was that we would give the mailing list, to Vans, right, and they could then, and everybody knew that kind of thing, so anyways, we took this snowboard across Canada with us, and we put it up, and just, you know, enter, you know, fill out the mailing list, and your name goes into the draw, and they'll send you a snowboard, and some kid won it in, I think, Winnipeg, but yeah, it's just crazy, so anyways, yeah, it was, just, it was just weird, but then when we came home, it was just, you get off the road, and everybody was just kind of we were feeling, I, I guess, you know, part egotist, right? Like we we're here, we just did all this in our heads, great things. Like we never thought we'd get any far anywhere with this. And all of a sudden we come home and people are just like, you know, you guys sold out, you guys, did this, you guys. Was, there was this. a
2: lot of jealousy too, buddy. Like because yeah. like, everybody was working hard yeah. and in, in Oshawa, right. And in Toronto, yeah. just kind of bleeding in and out. And when, when people got, got, Yep. the the light on them. It was like, oh yeah. wow! Now you're not part of us anymore. You stepped above us, and that, would, that yeah. was one thing I did notice. It's funny you bring that up, Gary, because I totally noticed that about Oshawa too. Myself, being yeah. from, because I came in there late in the game, right? Right. Um, I lived. I moved out from New Jersey. Actually, moved from the states. Uh, to to that area and yeah that was the one thing I noticed it was kind of like wow this, everybody's yeah. really cool until you get that show that's yeah. the whoa oh, oh you guys are playing that show really huh? yeah. like oh yeah. you can open fry mother earth really <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah but but yeah. that was the way it was right Um yeah. you know, it was it, it was it was a great scene when everybody's the same level but man yeah,
3: yeah. listen Chris like one of the po- points to that it, there's no more uh, evidence of that than working at the local Longueuil Or Uh, working at something. So if you work, I did my like high school internship there with all the gang, all the great guys. You know, Mike St. Cyril, I think just passed. Yeah, Um, Mike passed. Mike just passed, but like Yar and like who passed, you know, all these uh, great guys, Gord, all these amazing guys that were there. But then you'd have like Darren come in from Scarum. And it was kind of like, not the staff per se, but he would come in and kind of look at the kit and do whatever. And, you know, they just got off doing Japan and they just got mm-hmm. off whatever. But then all the local musicians that were in there were like, Oh yeah. Look at yep. the guy that just got back from Japan. <laughs> yeah. I'm playing mean, a wedding <laughs> this weekend, you know, <laughs> look at the, yeah. whatever, but Hey man, listen, we're going to, you know, we're playing up at, uh, You know, we got to Larry's wedding and fuck, we banged out some hits, man. It was pretty rad. But but anyways, every goddamn weekend at the Long McQuaid, Friday nights and Monday mornings if you got that shift, nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Friday night was every guy was like, I'm fucking gigging. It's going to be great. And then that one guy like you guys, someone would come in. Yeah. Hurry up. I need some sticks and I need some picks. We're we're opening for green day at the Phoenix. And then the guy behind the counter is like, here, have your fucking sticks and here's your picks. Yep. <laughs> like, Hard to recommend yeah. the Oshawa
2: Long McQuaid, that's for sure.
3: Uh, they're great, amazing guys. I mean, I love just being there too for the scene. But um, not necessarily like just bands that were hanging well, that's out. The way it was because all so the, the bands were just bands hanging in out in the drum time. section, or they would yeah. hang out yeah. with Gordon in the drum so, section. So I
2: want to ask, yeah. I want to ask Boneless, Boneless. So if you you got three places to pick to tell a story from, you've got the dungeon. You've got Moonroom slash Eclipse, or you've got the Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: or Trader uh, Sam's and Port Perry. <laughs>
2: <Or Genoa. laughs> you got to pick one of those and get, on it, Yeah, oh, totally. I say you you pick one of those one of those three places, buddy, and give us a story. Uh,
1: okay. Uh, the Moonroom and Eclipse. All right. Uh, uh. Okay, I'll just say my favorite show from from. That era, um, I guess it was kind of the show that kind of broke out of hand in Oshawa and kind of uh, g- we gained a following. But uh, when SNFU came in 96, mm-hmm. uh, it was probably one of the craziest shows I've ever played in my life. There, w- During our set, there was uh, a circle pit that had broken out. And as a result of that, uh, there was about three or four fights that had kind of moved from the circle pit. To the parking lot, to the back parking lot, and uh, sort of a riot kind of ensued. Uh, there was a bunch of cars, windows that got uh, smashed out, and uh, just total chaos. But it was uh, it was just one of those magical, like punk rock show moments and uh, times, you know. Like uh, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of things I could say about the the Moon Room and the Eclipse, like. Uh, this year marks actually uh, the thirtieth year that I've been putting on shows in Oshawa. and oh, wow. In nineteen ninety one, I put on my first show at the uh, the Eclipse side of uh, the Midroom and Eclipse, and uh, yeah, we have a lot of memories. Uh, of, well, tell us a bit place. about your, your
2: tell us a bit about your booking uh, deal that you got going on then.
1: Uh, well, it's just like before of COVID, right? <laughs> Yeah. It's just kind of a promotion company. Uh, really it's, uh, it was kind of just a way for me to pay back other people, uh, for doing favors, uh, for me on the road. Um, like I I've toured Canada numerous times and there's been a lot of people that have been in bands, uh, you know, like across the country that have helped me out. Let me stay on their, uh, on their couch or, you know, put on a show for us or musical family,
2: my friend, that's the best musical. family, Right. Yeah
1: so it it all started like that, like we just kind of as I branched out, I met more people, and uh it just kind of made sense that I should be putting on shows in in town and uh and helping out those people and uh really, it's kind of a selfish thing, I guess in, in a little way, uh because like I kind of put on the shows so I can see the people that i I miss from the road and stuff yeah, as well, you know, all. yeah, 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 so don't think at don't- the same time. <laughs> How do they get a hold of you, though?
2: Future. How do they get a hold of you if they want to do this one thing? So things things are going to get back to normal eventually here, right? especially small shows. So how do they get a hold uh, of bonus,
1: you? The Boneless Productions page on Facebook is probably the best way to get a hold of us, okay. uh, or if you get my personal email, um, which is cboneless at hotmail dot com. Uh, anybody that's looking for a show in the area, can definitely help you out or steer you in the right direction. Anyway,
2: and um, and are you going crazy without live shows, or how how are you dealing with no live shows? Cause I know you yeah. were like a, you lo- when I was in a band with you, you just loved being there. It was just like, it was like your, it was like the guy who has to, has to, uh, you know, flip, flip burgers, the guy who has to be a lawyer, the guy who, you had to be at the shows. So how are you dealing with yeah. just not going to shows?
1: It's really tough. Um, I mean, uh, the last show I played was November 22nd, I think, 2019. Mm-hmm. So it's been a really long time. Um, really tough, uh, the bands that I'm in right now, they, uh, they haven't been really able to jam. Uh, Hotel Murder, um, our drummer, his wife, has uh, has a sickness that uh, she's susceptible to COVID and she and oh, wow. could go really bad for her if she got it. Ooh. So they're not taking any risks. Uh, he's been basically just practicing on electric kit at home. Um, as far as random killing, we've been jamming a little bit um, here and there uh, before all these lockdowns happened. Last summer, we were we did a few practices, and uh, it's not really officially announced right now, but we're uh, we're recording uh, some songs that are going to be released uh, later this year uh, with me on drums just because uh, we're kind of in the isolation uh, mode right now where mm-hmm. their drummer, uh, Random Killing has two drummers, basically. Uh, Rob has a, a new family and uh, a new job that kind of takes up all his time, so that's where I'm kind of come in and uh taken over the touring duties but uh i also have the studio in my basement so uh i'm i'm able to lay down drums and stuff so we've written a few songs and we're going to release it uh can't really let you in on too much of it right now because it hasn't been formally announced but uh i've been keeping busy that way like just another busy thing, another thing that
3: bonus is doing just another thing
2: the dude is is music well the one thing i always like is i owned uh i had a larger music school when i lived in the the oshawa area and and he bones would come to the shows and be like you you know he's scary looking dude for some families and stuff right but they could sit down and play the sweetest song on the piano for you my friend that's what i always told people and then they give him a big hug gary um,
3: gary you sent me um a a tiny little demo a little while ago and then put a record out so that was mm-hmm. kind of cool to see it come to fruition. How has it been putting a record out during this whole madness? Uh, or do you just keep recording? What, what, what's your um, how are you feeling? It's, it's fucking weird.
0: Um, <laughs> it, it's good. It's good. Like you know, we we were kind of kind of lucky. Uh, we put out the demo version first, uh, and that got put out on a compilation out here called real to real records. Um, and it was just a, again, just a digital thing. Uh, and then, uh, Al and Doug started up curse blessings, uh, their record label. Uh, and they, uh, right away asked us to put something out. Uh, I asked if I, I could have like four or five songs done for them. Uh, so we went back in and we, uh, worked with Siegfried Meyer. Um, who's, yeah, he's awesome. Brad dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great person. He's, That's he's cool a,
2: he's, to have him on your side. is really awesome, buddy.
0: Yeah, he's awesome, and he had a, a little. Uh, uh, it was called the Catbox Studios in uh, yeah. Toronto. So he's got he's got the big studio. So he works with like face to face. Like bands mm-hmm. come from all over to go to this. This fantastic place. He's known God for it. kitty, right?
2: Like he's known for doing yeah, kitty stuff.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. He did the kitty stuff. Uh, he's just—he's a sweet person. He's actually—he's a great guy. I'm an online
2: um, friend, and I chat with him occasionally. And he just seems like a really genuine, uh, awesome dude.
0: In in person, he's beyond what he is online. So he, wow, that's he's a awesome, great guy. Buddy he's that guy that you go into the studio with and everybody's just at ease there's no tension mm-hmm. and if you screw up it's like yeah let's do it again or whatever he, he just has a it's way fun it. right like, yeah. like music and recording exactly. should
2: be fun and if you have somebody like that behind the board man that makes it that makes it great yeah awesome no yeah. oh, he seems like a great so, guy
0: man yeah so sig basically brought us we, we went with siggy out to the cat box um we did first the compilation album they put out where the the proceeds went to uh the animal rescue i think it was Mm. uh uh, so we we i wrote a song like i think a week before we went into the studio which the guys really despised because i always do that to them um and then uh and then they really liked it so then right away it was like we want like five songs or four songs or whatever for the EP. so we did that and uh it's been good it's been positive for us they just signed uh a, a digital distribution deal, so uh, with a place called Believe, and Believe basically uh, gets you into Spotify playlists. Like, whereas like a schmo like me who just wants to write songs and maybe focus on other dumb stuff like collecting guitars and shit and uh, buying Vancouver shirts.
3: Yeah, well, getting rid of Vancouver. Yeah, oh, uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're
2: gonna discuss yeah, yeah, that. I, I, Nerds on yeah, ice yeah. is coming, Gary. Yeah, we got Toronto. We got Vancouver here, right? We had both yeah. sides. We got me and Boneless in Toronto, and we got you and Brent in Vancouver. Oh, yeah, the but, Nerds on Ice discussion is coming, my friend.
3: Yeah, sorry, yeah, so Brent, continue. Brent, Brent, Brent's still a TO guy though. Well, he, 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 he we've, we've had he that discussion. got a one and two. I got a one and two, but while yeah, I'm here. Exactly. Yeah.
2: We will do the nerds on ice. Sorry, so continue about the new band, buddy. Here, yeah, so
0: anyway, so with Halifant, we uh, put out the Crumble EP, Believe basically just did the distribution. So uh, it basically what they do is they get you into um, basically a wider audience, whereas like if, if I put something on Spotify or Bandcamp, I just have to hope that somebody hears it and, right. and picks it up because I can spam everybody every day on Instagram and Facebook and all that shit, but it doesn't matter. Like, cause it just, my friends get sick of it, right? Like, <laughs> so these guys basically pick it up and they shop it for you just like a label would. Um, but it's more just to get you into playlists, uh, around the world. So, that's smart. um, that's yeah, that, that part's been really cool. They did. That, that's, uh, March 26th is the relaunch date for it. Um, crumble has been doing well. Like it's, you know, we're we're getting plays. We're getting good reviews off of it. Um, we've played a couple of shows. We played shows even. We played the last one of the last Call the office shows. That's a nice. legendary bar here in yeah. London. Oh,
2: dude, yeah, yeah, London, call um, the office. That's when you. Yeah. if you're a musician and you hear London, you think call the office. You
0: call do. the office, yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You do, yeah. So we played one of the last shows there, and then we played uh, our first show was. Probably like a month before that which uh, we played, and uh right now we're still rehearsing minus like the lockdowns, but we have a rehearsal studio that we uh are able to just get into it, like the four of us get in there and basically get together once in a while, just kind of keep our sanity um right, and, right. so uh, so I was gonna
2: say um so Lame had such a distinct sound mm-hmm. and, and your vocal hooks were so distinct in lame. How is this compared to your new band
0: uh I What's a, somebody basically just summed it up. I think it, it could have been Doug uh, or Al, but it basically just said it's it's Gary Begner. It's like you know, it's 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 what I do. It's my tone. It's like it's my. So voice. It's still
2: got that. It's still got that lame vibe. Then.
0: Yeah, my I've always had the same uh, the same rules for songwriting, so I don't right. want to like. So my early days with like the guys in leftovers, we were trying to be technical and. Like in the early days, we're trying to be technical yeah. and stuff. Um, so I, I didn't want that. Um, I just always like being straight ahead, uh, write the hook, like find the hook, and basically make it fun, easy to play. Leave and the math out of it, right? No math involved, yeah, involved in this. Let's just play. Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. So and that's what we do with, with the elephant. It's more just I, I just uh, kind of write and uh, I'm not. I'm trying not to take things seriously. Like, nice. you know, Lame Lame was the time of being serious about it, like trying to have fun. But Lame got like was was serious and, you know, it was a great learning experience, you know, at my age as well. I didn't expect to have, uh, you know, anybody basically get back to me and say like, holy jeez, like I dig this kind of thing. So uh, a little funny part is that Elephant actually has its roots from the Oshawa area, which is kind of weird. Um, so the name Elephant has been around since I was in Lame. Um, I had two two band names. I always said that when I left, if I ever did anything else, uh, I was either going to start a band called Heliphant which was going to be like a thrash metal band, because I still love like my old school thrash. We all uh, do, man. Or, yeah. yeah, or uh, Bitterman. Um, oh, so, Bitterman! Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because Tuchant was all about let's change our last names, like the Ramones. We'd all be Bitterman. Very Bitterman. <laughs> like I love Bitterman. it. Um, so we were going to do that. Anyways. So I started up. But anyways, I wasn't planning on playing, um, but I don't... Do you guys remember the band Twinfold out of Pickering Ajax?
3: Like, I know uh, the name. I can't remember if I saw them, though. I, they,
0: sure. they, were, they were a big thing. Like They, they kind of had a limp-biscuity kind of feel to them, but they were heavy. Um, anyway, so their bass player, uh, Matt Lennon, uh, lives out in London now. And uh, the old Leftovers drummer Roy was in town playing filling in on drums with some band and he invited us out and I hadn't really talked to Roy forever so I said sure I went down and Matt's friends with him and we introduced like met each other turned out we both like hockey started chatting and one day he sends me a message saying like hey we should get together and jam so I was like okay so we went to his house and we brought my guitar and we
3: Who that <laughs> the That's aliens awesome. there. Boneless. Yeah. What are you doing, boneless? That's a
0: picture boneless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um, yeah, so anyways, uh, yeah, we, we ended up connecting, and we started elephant together. Uh, so the first two songs on Heliphant, uh Shingles and Moral Dilemma, uh, Matt and I wrote together. And then, um, in all true fashion, uh, our old drummer um, and Matt basically uh, just didn't get along. So um, uh, I was I was on a trip. <laughs> I think I was in Portugal. And uh, I came back. I hadn't been online much. And I came back. And my Facebook messaging feed was just insane. with was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then it just finally got home. I'm like, what's happening? And it's like, I'm out. I can't deal with this shit. So I was like, okay. So Matt left. And then uh, I tried to go on with the other guys. But then the whole dichotomy changed. So it was like this weird kind of. Thing so I just was like, yeah, I can't, I can't work like this. Like you know, this isn't fun. This is like you go in the rehearsal space and it's just tension. Um, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. another guy that uh, uh, boneless knows Gus Sneed from All But Six because he's the guy. Because boneless and I were supposed to play a show at the Richmond in in London just before COVID hit. Like it was basically one of those things that we were supposed to play and we were waiting. Like, it was like, you know, is it going to happen? Isn't it, is it going to happen? And that was like the night before it was like, I get the email. Yeah, this isn't happening. But yeah. So Gus uh, who plays in a, uh, who plays in elephant now has a band called all but six. And I chatted with him a few times and he's like, Hey, I know a bass player. Cause I'd been trying to find guys, but i have been in London for so long, but I never really got into the scene. Mm -hmm. so So I just, he's like, I know a bass player. I'm like, okay. And he goes, I think I know a drummer. So I was like, okay. So these two guys came in, uh, uh, Chris and Scott and they basically just sat in and was like, yeah, this is fun. Let's do it. So it's been going ever since. So
3: there it went. That's awesome. yeah. Yeah. So it's good. I, I enjoy it. So that's amazing. You had to put it all back together again, Gary, that must've been frustrating after yeah. breaking it down. So, you know, um, <laughs> starting it back up and go, and then you must have like sitting in that kind of rehearsal room going, man, this is familiar. I got to take it down and I got to start over again. And then like that weirdness, all you guys like boneless Gary starting new bands, Mm -hmm. right? Like the idea of like, man, we did this. We played 150 shows with this band and it just dialed it in the way, you know, a band gets dialed in and just every single moment. And then it's like, yeah, we think we're going to take a break. And then you got to start building it again. Yeah it's so it's so i mean that's just stuff that just takes you guys takes people down unless your workhorse is like you guys in which case you just keep doing it but it's been man it's a thing
0: but it wasn't it was like i you know uh you know a lot of people like when i moved to london i tried i tried to keep the band going for that yeah. uh tried to keep the lane going and then um uh toots and junior used to come out here and we would get together. Uh, we try and rehearse. Um, and then it was like, just, you know, Jeff was the first to say, like, I can't do this. I'm not really.
3: Yeah.
0: I don't want to, I don't even want to play. Like, Cause he's never, he's never picked up a, a bass guitar ever again. Really? Like he, he I think you told me there.
3: that story. I think he told me that story when we did, when we did dinner there. You're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Man, that, yeah that's yeah. great. Two still plays.
0: Yeah. But he, and he, he came out a few other times after that. Um, but he just wasn't like, he's like, yeah, he goes, it's too hard. Like to be doing this stuff. So I was like, okay. So then they left, and then I uh, I employed a couple guys. Uh, not employed. I had a couple guys join the band. Uh, one guy was um, Daryl Stevens. He played uh, drums for the band Dying Bleed. Okay. So Daryl Daryl Daryl's awesome. He's a speed metal drummer. So you can imagine a guy that plays blast beats and double kick coming into my world, right? <laughs> Just being like, whoa, like you know, yeah. Now you got to learn how to play pop punk. You know, like now you got to learn this like four four and whatnot, and kind of find your groove. Uh, so that was fun. And Arse played with oh man, what was the name of Arse's band? Ars played no. with Trigger Happy uh, later on. Um, Adam Arsenal. Yeah. Project Wise. So Adam, was, uh, I know him.
3: I, I dude, that's yeah. from back. Yeah,
0: no, I know Adam. Yeah, ours. Well, Woodstock, right? He was at Woodstock. Yeah, from Ingersoll. Yeah. No, we, we actually, we're yeah, we know each other. Yes, we do. You know, ours. Okay, so ours, ours play guitar. And then another guy by the name of Pirano, which you might know because he and ours are good friends. Uh, Tom played bass. Um, and he came in and we were, it was good. We got along and it was fun and stuff. But then just everything, I just, the, you know, the joys of depression, right? It just fizzled out for me. I, you know, came home one night. I basically sold everything. I think I sold everything. I, yeah, out of all of my guitars I had collected over all the years, I still have. I out of all of them that I I have now, I still only have the one white SG Junior that I had from Lane. That's it. Everything else went. I just was like oh. done. Like vintage Marshalls out the door, vintage guitars out the door. Everything. Musical cleansing, want, like, man. Holy yeah. cow! Huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want anything to do with it. And then yeah. when when Matt came along, like I'd I I started kind of picking up guitars again and. You know, but it was more just for my own self. Like, um, yeah, when that came along, he's like, "Yeah, let's do this." So I was like, "Yeah," and it just kind of reignited it, right? So now I feel bad for my life because <laughs> but, I don't know if you guys, if you guys know me, I'm, I'm like, I've got the worst addictions, right? So it's like, I see, you know, man, you're buying it's like some rad gear, though, man.
2: And, see, I don't think yeah, it's a bad it's just, addiction. I like
0: that. I think that's no, awesome, no, I, yeah, I, I always tell her it's like I don't drink anymore. I don't smoke. I don't, you know, I, I live clean. It, this is just my only. My my habit now, right? So it's just See, a, a I I spend that
2: one. on comic books, Gary. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. you know,
0: <laughs> yeah. I was the same. I was doing it with game worn jerseys and toys, right? Forever. Yeah. And then I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, no. So it's like I I kind of lost the love of uh, the game worn jersey collection stuff, and then the toys I haven't really collected for a while. But you know, mm-hmm. I've been kind of just kind of getting the. um, uh, the collecting the, the guitars that I always wanted as a kid. Cause I grew up, I didn't have like money. Right. So you guys know me, you saw the crack house where we lived and that we paid 175 bucks each a month and we could live <laughs> off of that, you know, and, um uh, Is that the apartment
3: was, Gary or was that the different yeah, place? Yeah. yeah the, apartment the, apartment. Was, the apartment was epic. I don't know if you ever made it yeah. to Chris, but it was great. Mm. It was something else. Good parties.
0: Good, good gigs. Hey, boneless. I don't think you're on your, uh, your, yeah, your mic's <laughs> off. I, I can see you like yep yep yep. De- de-
3: we lost him he'll be back yeah. he's gonna be um, back he's yeah. got the he's he'll be back he's yeah. got the but,
0: but, yeah 21 king was an awesome place like that was a, a great
3: place like good parties good shows there we to have like bands come upstairs and play and well you could rehearse without making it didn't matter it was all businesses yeah. down there oh, so no one was gonna right. complain at midnight yeah yeah, and the, and the crazy part, like, we used to, like, so Dugan gave us this
0: giant, like, full PA system. <laughs> I remember that. So, so, like, you know, Ron was awesome, but yeah, like, we had, like, full PA, we had monitors, we had, like, giant bins everywhere, because he just wanted them out of his house. Hey, Gary, I got,
3: I got these yeah. speakers.
0: Yeah, hey, hey, buddy, buddy, hey, man, <laughs> hey, man. So, we're like, okay, sure. So, yeah, we used to, we turned that whole, like, we we recorded up there. Uh we we record we everything happened up there so it was pretty rad but yeah mm-hmm. but we used to we used to rehearse and then we would we would uh, finish a song and we'd hear people cheering <laughs> and we'd go look open and open the window and there'd be all these people sitting in the alleyway between the two because it was our building and the Michael Starr building and there was that like alleyway. And so we'd look out and there'd be all these people out there like cheering on us and we're like, This is freaky. Like this is just Whoa. you know when,
2: so, when we so had funny. machete, we, we when we had machete, Gary, we had the opposite. Mm-hmm. We had people come in with pitchforks because we were in the <laughs> we were out in the in the woods, right? They, mm-hmm. Stop playing that song.
3: We actually had somebody knock on the window and say, Stop
2: playing that same song. Chris
1: and I were
3: yeah. writing a song all afternoon. And he's like, I don't care how goddamn loud you are, just play a different one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: play that same damn song. It's all rednecks out
3: there. And Hey, boneless, yeah. you got you got audio now. I don't know. Can you hear me? Hey, yeah. Yeah, there you are. I got you, buddy. My hey. headphones
1: died on me, but I I had I'm gonna have to go without the headphones from now. All good, buddy. Uh, all good.
0: As long insane. as
1: you
3: can hear us. Hey guys, I want to ask about. Uh, I want to. We got lots. Chris wants to get to uh, nerds on ice, but I want to get to yeah. um, bands That's that it. made it versus bands that should have made it. And because yeah. you, Gary, you go back a little further back than we do mm. in that scene, but. Um, I want to, you know, obviously harem scam came out of there. You're talking about our lady Peace, but bands that came out of there, Chris, you got a buddy that works with rush, um, Hmm. people that came out of there that are, that kind of made it or in that industry. Um, let's start with Gary Mm -hmm. immediately kind of off the top of your head. Some of the bands that, that definitely made it out of Oshawa.
0: Well, I was like, well, like, I can I can only go by, like, my friends, right? So, uh, like, can Scaram with, like, Pete and, you know, um, Harry and Darren and and their original bass player, Mike Giannette, uh, when I first moved to Oshawa, I took bass lessons often. And he was great. And I used to just go there. It was so funny. My parents hated this. But uh, I used to go there, go upstairs, and he'd be like, well, we'll work on the scale. I'm like, I don't want to know about scale. He's like, well, what do you want to know? And I'm like, tone. So I used to talk to him and pick his brain about bass tone and amplifiers and how things were done and how to get certain sounds. And that's basically what I was all into. So that's, you know, he was, he was awesome. Uh, Our lady piece, obviously, um, again, you know, uh, a good connection, like a, not a, not a connection, but still a friendship. I still talk to Mike uh, once in a while. Um, the, the guys from Sum 41, I never got to know them that well, but I know that we played with uh, uh, Dave, is it Brown sounds? Uh, the Brown Hornets used to have that band, the Brown Hornets. So Brown Brigade. Couple, Brown Brigade. So, no, no, like, before the Brown Brigade, before... Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm 41, not aware of that one then, yeah. yeah. It was like, I was. they were kind of a, um, uh, what was it? It was kind of a Rage Against the Machine kind of band. Oh,
1: wow. So, oh, are you talking about... Uh... I think they eventually called themselves Seven Forty
2: Seven after that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, that That's was it. way. Oh, yeah, yeah. no,
2: that was before some Forty One, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Seven Forty Seven. Yeah. Time,
0: yeah. yeah. So we used to play. No, we played uh, with them too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Out at the Chameleon, if the if you guys remember the Chameleon Cafe, Oh, geez, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, that that old uh, garage that was turned into mm-hmm. a pub. They used to put cinnamon in their coffee, which was awesome because back then nobody was you know, screwing around that way, right? It's like, you go to get a <laughs> coffee and it's like, I'm sitting there drinking this coffee and it's like, and, and that was the thing with the chameleon. You didn't really get paid much, but you could drink all the coffee you wanted. So I'd go, you know, the first time I'd be like, Oh, that's good coffee. And also of next thing, you know, I'm like going back all the time, just chugging coffee. Um, <laughs> just trying to think like, obviously killer dwarves are from Oshawa. Mm. Uh, so like Mike, Mike Hall still, like, I still talk to Mike online. He's, he's awesome. Yes. Um, fans at that should have like you know, it's such a uh, a giant uh, paintbrush, right? Because like in my opinion, everybody should have made it. You know, there was like there was some there was some awesome. I can't even remember the name of this band. Is there, like, it Rodent? Because always...
2: somebody somebody just uh, just typed on. Was it really? Yeah, somebody it was... just somebody
3: just Sorry, typed Chris, that on Chris, the repeat that. You I cut was out. What was it?
2: About to say Ro-
3: Rodin. Rodin. Yeah.
1: Like they those guys. Somebody said, "What about Rodent?" Those guys were so much better than every other band that they Who played with. That? It was ridiculous. Yeah. And they were so young. What kind of yeah. band
3: were they? Protest the Hero, obviously. So somebody yeah, somebody called
2: Always them. Loud. Somebody somebody called Always Loud threw in that Roden. Said what about <laughs> <Okay>. Roden <laughs> well, is personally my
1: favorite, probably yeah. my favorite uh, oh, wow. band from back in the day. And like probably one of the biggest influences for uh wow. for my group of dudes when we were coming up. Like they were just uh They were something else.
0: Somebody watching is is in the know. Okay, well, I'll say this much. For whoever's watching this, the first time I saw Rodent, I thought, oh, fuck, these guys are shit. They are crap. It was like a bad, noisy night. (laughs) Then we put on a show, or somebody else put on a show at the Polish Hall, and I got there, and Rodent came on, and I don't know if they had a lineup change, but whoever was playing lead guitar destroyed the night like he was so good that was
1: my friend lucas baker wow there you go
0: so he he took that band from like here to right up like it was so good and i was like this isn't right and then like shortly after like you know like i think in that like shortly after that i was like i when things started to question me with i started to question more about the music scene because like at the time some 41 wasn't a great band but they got signed Mm -hmm. but then there's a band like rodent that was just destroying stuff like just ripping and got nothing, right? Like mm-hmm. they didn't. They didn't. It just it there, just blew me away.
1: There was a rumor going around, and I don't know if it was true. I'll have to ask. I I recently got in contact with Jono from uh, Rodent because I was on the search for their uh, their demo for ages, and they just recently uploaded uploaded it to uh, SoundCloud. Okay. Um, I can share it with you if you want to check it out. Of but, all uh, things,
2: SoundCloud, huh? Like not like Bandcamp or Apple Sound. <laughs> no, I don't know why they That's did it hilarious. that way.
1: But anyway, That's funny. Yeah, MySpace, it's on MySpace can now. Hear the
2: songs, and they're brilliant. But uh, I, yeah.
1: there was a rumor at at one time that they were being looked at by Epitaph Records. I don't know if there there's any truth to that or not. But I remember hearing that, and that was yeah. a time when like. Uh, I think Rancid had come through and played uh, the Moon Room at one point, and mm-hmm. I think No Effects in their early years came through and played there too. Um, oh. I, I'd have to go check with Carrie Nowinski, um, yeah. but yeah, I'm pretty sure a, a big slew of those bands. And then, like I, we were saying earlier, the Voodoo Glow Skulls came through as well, and mm-hmm, they were kind mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. in that whole uh, uh, genre, I guess and yeah. movement of, of skate punk bands. So. Wow.
2: What well, great memories, huh? Like this yeah. Swab was like such a good scene. I can remember moving from, from like, I lived uh, in small town, then in Toronto area and then New Jersey, and then came to Port Perry, but Oshawa was my music scene. And wow. It was like, at that time too, it was so cool. There was so much going on, you know, in the early, in mm-hmm. the mid nineties, there, there was a lot yeah. of fresh sounds going on, a lot of great bands. Uh, yeah. what a great time. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. That's really cool. Team. So,
0: I was going to say, just just on that note of bands yeah. that should have done something, and I can't, I'm trying to remember the name. Oh, sir, Dead Season. Did you guys ever listen oh, to yeah, Dead Season? Dead Season. Oh yeah, I had it. old band. Biddle, and Phil and Calder. It wasn't. Yeah. Phil was. wasn't it. I don't think, but it was Calder, Biddle. First time that Biddle was, I saw Biddle playing um, guitar. I think it was instead of playing drums. And because uh, yeah,
1: played, yeah. Um, John played drums in that band.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, Matt, is it Matt? Who was the other guy? The singer, the guy who sang. He's, I he's, can't uh, remember his name. Yeah, I have that demo, and it is right still, now. yeah, it is still one of my, by far one of the greatest pieces of music that I ever heard coming out of the scene. Because it was more like um it was in, in a time when like Texas is a reason was kind of coming out, so it wasn't like straight ahead punk rock, and it wasn't it was thought it like these guys had basically made this four song. And in my opinion, like a masterpiece, like you hear it and you're just like,
1: yeah, very, very clever songwriting.
0: Yeah. And I was just like, this isn't right. And I just remember, that's the worst thing about being Gary is I hear stuff that is, that sometimes will just completely floor me. And then I, my brain doesn't function properly. Like first time I ever listened to Jeff Buckley's grace album, uh, I stopped playing guitar. Wow. So i i couldn't understand how his brain worked like and that's part of, when you're a songwriter you want to kind of be able to do that right you want to immerse yourself and figure out what the trick is for that that track you know i studied growing up like the monkeys and the beatles and the who and the beach Boys. that's why i'm all so focused on hooks right and songs because that's my upbringing for writing songs was that stuff so pop and then cheap trick and then wow.
2: So, Gary, have you ever looked into uh, Rivers Cuomo, like, and, and yeah, researched yeah, yeah. him? Because, man, yeah. you guys are very similar. Like, he, yeah. he he would go as far as to write down how many sugars were in his tea before he wrote a song. He documented everything, oh, and he yeah. dove right into it. Right, and and the yeah. funny thing is, is that this uh, one of his his he does those alone CDs, and it's right, just yeah. demos, and the so he came to his realization. When he was at, like, this was after, uh, you know, uh, Pinkerton crashed. Everybody, I love Pinkerton, but the media hated it. So he went to this rave by himself. He went to a rave on New Year's Eve, and he's sitting on a sidewalk out front wondering where his position is in life. Some messed up guy screams in his ear, say it ain't so, whoa, whoa. And he says, I had had this epic, it's like. B minor. Yep. That's my key in the music industry. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's it. Yeah. It's B minor. Yeah. That's that's me. And and I'm yeah. fine with that, right? Like, but it is yep. funny that, like, and but his struggle up to that point, you know, was so mm-hmm. rad. It just reminded me of Rivers. So and that's a that's a huge complex. I love Rivers yep. Cuomo. Yeah, so Great guy. Great. And again, yeah. another guy who started out loving like metal, mm-hmm. like really like and, and then going to hooks, going to vocal yep. hooks. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. The same guy yep. reminded me of you. But what you were saying there just reminded me of Rivers.
0: That was really rad. Yeah. So are, are you a
2: big Weezer fan?
0: oh uh, yeah well i'm, I'm not like um like i don't like eat three songwriting I, thing, oh yeah you, yeah right? totally i think songwriting is he's incredible like the fact that uh i sit there as soon as like this like oh you know you'll be driving somewhere and you know, like have the radio or whatever uh, satellite on and it'll say like you know this is a new track from weezer and it's like and i'll listen to it and i'm like yeah of course it is like there's the hook like you know wh- whether it's hash pipe. Or whether it's like uh, uh what is it, uh, keep fishing when they drop oh, the Oh I love that in. song, dude. Yeah, and it's love like, that and, song. It, and and the stupid hook is when they, they double time it and pick it up in the chorus. <laughs> right. I know you'll never love with you, ooh, uh, keep fishing, gosh. and it just kills me. But it's brilliant. And so that's the thing. And my uh, the bass player, the uh, Chris in my band, he said the same. Like we were talking about, it, and he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, Rivers Cuomo broke his leg, couldn't do anything, so all he read were books about songwriting. Like how to write songs. And he basically just did that. I don't go as far as like counting how many teas.
3: No, how,
2: about, how many grams yeah. of sugar in your tea, right? Like, what, what a scientist. Daydream.
3: I heard for Pacific yeah. daydream, uh, that mm-hmm. record, I just brought it up. Cause I remember hearing a story about this, that he, he studied the top, uh, like 10 selling pop songs. Yeah in the world for that time period and was yeah. like, I'm just going to make that. So a lot of people were like Pacific daydream shit record. They went pop. And now this record, they haven't even put a, a guitar on it, but he's just like to Chris's point, like he just study, study, study. And on Pacific yeah. daydream, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to write this thing. And of course that I would say, I mean, they really broke, but they really crossed over. I knew when my kids at that time, were like they've been trying to cross over for a long time Weezer have but yeah and i think that they did it uh successfully in some capacity but i'd say in the last since about 20 i would say that 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 record i'd say like 14 16 17 that time frame when they crossed over mm-hmm. um you got the uh my kids that are now uh 11 and 10 were like or sorry 12 yeah however the old they are 11 and 10 but anyways they were you know they were seven and nine at that point and loved them nice and i I took them (laughs) last year to paris to see them open weezer open for muse and they were losing their shit and they knew every single song and i mean i taught them a lot about it but they actually went and researched it themselves because they're like they're like, they loved it. And and I'm like, holy shit, Rivers has just crossed over to these kids. Clicked,
2: so. I, was, I was saying, like, what Gary was describing about, like, finding that niche, right? Like, because yep. my problem when I write a song and Boneless, we work together, man. It's like, I'd come in with, there's a pop song, here's a metal song, here's a funky. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that focus that you need to write hits that yep. sound in your tunnel, right? Like, you know what I mean? Yep. That's a tough thing for a creative person. It really yeah. is. Um, yeah. So that, that that was really cool that you mentioned that, Gary. I totally, that's very creative. Very creative. Very,
3: very creative. Chris, yeah. uh, I, what do you think about bands that, that should have made it or at least uh, that you remember? Oh, yeah. Thing? What do you think, buddy? Yeah. She um, played with, you know, outside ben of the ben 10 bands you played in that should have made it. Chuck mm-hmm. Caliber. That was close. It was <laughs> honestly, close, fellas. It was, it was it close. I honestly think that Chuck Caliber
1: should have probably uh, gone a little further than we did. Uh, I mean, bad management. and Bad management. <laughs> yeah, we had wonderful management. It was all bad great. management. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I mean, there's so many bands that have come out of Oshawa that I've loved so much. It's like it, it's kind of like what Gary said. Like it's it's really hard to kind of just pin one. Um, Rodent yeah. was the first one that came to mind for me. Like they were just Rodent, yeah. They, they were outstanding. Like I, uh, I I can't say enough good things about those guys. Yeah. um I mean lucky number seven uh they they probably should have gone a little bit further as well but I mean all of these bands have kind of like uh there's at least one member from all these bands that have kind of moved on and still like Chuck Coles from lucky number seven is now in uh rules and the creep show great. and all these like great bands and you know there's uh there's a few of us that have kind of uh come from all those old bands and are, are still doing it and uh mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's hard to say who who's uh, the last
3: one to make it a uh, quote on mick it was protest the last out of that group to, to break through
1: out of protest the, the hero yeah like out of the late 90s early 2000s yeah protest was probably the biggest one i guess that
3: they, but i'm made. saying are they the last ones because i haven't heard much yeah out. Oh, there's the is that, Llan- is that crown lancer from there now aren't they
1: yeah, there's Crownlands, there's uh, Standstills, which is... Uh, yeah. Lindsay. Yeah. Okay. They're a really good band from Oshawa. Um, uh, yeah, I can't yeah. even think of... Uh,
2: well, it's, it's been so still lately, right? Because of the COVID, it's tough. Yeah. But I, bands will come out swinging. So that's the one thing I noticed about Oshawa. i always had some really rad bands. I played a lot. Of, we've all played a, a crap load of shows in Oshawa. And the cool thing I liked is that there was, there was, well, it, sometimes it was a pain, yes. The there was a lot of bands on those shows. But there was always one band that was always like, wow, you know, these guys aren't going to go anywhere, but man, they're fucking good. Yeah. There's So many bands that were like that. And I think it's because of the scene. It was just, wasn't much to do in Oshawa, man. Was, no. You know, especially if you're like an alternative kid or punk rock kid. Um, mm-hmm. I remember when I first saw it, or first went to the moon room and I think it was like, was it dollar drafts they had going on or something, Brent? And we would line them up on the bar there and they had that cage that you could mosh in. Remember the cage <laughs> you could mosh in at the moon room? Man, like stuff. So I was just like, wow, this is great. You could like, I, you know, this isn't the sports bar. This isn't uh, whatever. And, and the way that Oshawa embraced the, uh, the freaky people, as I want to, I guess I could call them. It was really cool. I really liked that. You know, being it, the new guy there, being from, yeah. from out of
0: town and stuff. You, you got there when they embraced the freaky people. I did. You, I did. You, you, gear, you yeah. There. Yeah. You weren't there when I used to get bottles thrown at me, walking home from the clubs and stuff. No, because, I, dude, I had
2: the same thing when I was a kiss fan as a yeah, kid. Man, like, yeah. The, you know, the, the, the slurs and the, this and that. Yeah. 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 But, but no, but the funny thing is, is that, uh, um, once the scene took over, Mm-hmm. That that was what it was. It was it yeah. was more it was more the alternative scene because that's why people went there. As I yeah. say, like uh, it went from because the Moon Room and the Eclipse was a big a big part of the Oshawa scene.
0: Oh, it totally was. Yeah, Th- there was Pretty there cool. was
2: some like n- there were some great bands. I can remember well. I can remember a Nickelback show, and we joked about this before. Nickelback played, and every band wanted to open that show up, and this was their first album, right? Like right. first about I just remember being in the runnings to open up for Nickelback. And being like, you know, like, whoa, well, we didn't get the gig, this this band. I don't remember who got the gig, but I remember really wanting that gig. Um, but that was the kind of thing, like, the popular bands came through Oshawa. Yeah. And, and, and so we- uh, if we were, we were going to say, though, if we were going to say other bands that um, I thought should have... I, I think Trigger Happy should have been... Um, see, to me, they're like um, the punk rock of Kiss to me. Um, I just... When I first heard Trigger Happy, and I think, Gary, you were in on that album, man. Um, it was uncooler. Yeah, and, that's me. Wow, because you had and you had the hockey song at the very end, did you not, my
0: friend? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
2: did, buddy. Yeah, you yeah. did. So, so that uh, that was my, my first experience was the tape of uh, the Oshawa scene. Was that and oh, and okay. just uncooler blew my mind. Still blows my mind to this day. Um, but I thought Trigger Happy was one band that I thought should have or could have went to to bigger heights until I met all the members and then I understood why. <laughs> 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 hey, I'm sure they would all agree with me and I, I hung out with them all. And I was like, wow, this is wow. This is so dysfunctional, but they were, um, probably, like, you know, as I say, and it's funny that you were in trigger happy too, right? Cause, cause lame and trigger happy were the two bands that if I was to call any bands other than Chuck caliber that, that mm-hmm. should be like at, at all huge statuses, it, it would be lame and, and trigger happy. I've, I've, uh, both bands have, I've really, you know, when you listen to music, and you're kind of like yeah it's just on in the background but you listen to music and you're like barbecuing or or you're doing something something fun and it's like yeah this is enhancing the moment Oh, okay but, uh, yeah. lame lame and trigger happy always did that to me
0: cool that's nice thank you
2: no problem um, dude no problem yeah. again i'm a music nerd right like i again yeah. I, share, I share that uh that rivers cuomo uh you know dna kind of thing right like i just yeah. uh music, music's important to me
0: very important. oh yeah yeah it's, it's totally totally it's like it's you know, music and art are my big things, right? Like, you know, hmm. you, you know, all that stuff. But yeah, it's it's crazy, and it's, it's I don't think I don't know if Trigger Happy was dysfunctional as it was just intense. Well,
2: you know, when I, mean, I met the guys, they were dysfunctional, brother. Like I, it was, uh, and I remember it was at the bovine, and wow, it was kind of like, okay. okay, I can hang out with this guy and that guy, but not at the same time. It was like,
1: what is going on yeah, here?
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's what it was always like. Like, you know, I, I did the the Montreal tour, uh, and yeah, it was crazy. Like we. We were in the studio we were in phase one with rat's recording and then I don't even think I think we finished recording and then we all packed into the back of B Rad's Honda Civic and I'm talking like it was the like I'm six three. Uh Mark is like six two I think. Al's 6'2", six two, six three, Wally's whatever and no fucking word of a lie. We're in the back of Honda Civic. I have uh, my bass case on my going across, Mark, <laughs> Wally, and myself going right across. Mark's guitar on top of that in the hatchback is uh, Mark's um, processor and Wally's hardware. Up on wall, up in the front. I think Al had uh, his duffel bag, his knapsack on his feet, Wally's snare on, on the lap, and I had my duffel bag on top of the guitar cases, and I basically physically sleep like that in the back of the yeah. thing. And we drove from Toronto to Montreal and played like there. Shawinigan. Uh, we were there during the uh, cups, the Stanley Cup for Montreal and LA. Wow! When, nice. Uh, Oh, when the Leafs, when high the high Leafs high
3: were, were supposed to win the cup, yeah. Mm. Oh wow, that was the Fucking yeah. year. Gretzky's high yeah. stick. The Gretzky high stick. Yep. Doug yep. still not over it. Yeah. So, and well, the, the,
0: crazy, <laughs> the crazy part is, is we're playing. We played a show in. I don't. I don't know. If, I don't think it was Safoon, but it was in this this little club, and it was like crazy because it was us and sacrifice and Wow. Else. Anyways, so we're playing this gig, and Al is totally Al like. Totally over the top, intense. He bought this inflatable Stanley Cup, which my brother and I had the same thing when we were kids growing up in DC. Like it had the old school Atlanta Flames logo and the old stick and rink Canucks stuff. And Al basically starts basically putting it on like it's a, a dildo, kind of like he's like a strap on. And he's like, hey, Montreal, you can do this, you know, if you want, you know, because oh! like a fan. So we finished the show and uh, we have this uh, road manager with us named Rufus. And uh, Rufus said, uh, we're getting off, like, we're finished, and Rufus is like, get off stage. Get off stage, go in the back room, don't come out. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why, what's going on? He's like, don't ask, just go. So we get in the back, Sacrifice is back, and we're hanging out, and Rufus is like, yeah, so we have to wait here. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, we can't leave. He goes, yeah, I'll kind of really upset some people. So I was like, oh, okay. So we just basically hung out. I think Sacrifice played. We were still in the back room, just waiting. Like, you know, the lobs are, like, they finished, were they're all sweaty, and we're still like, yeah, they're going. But meanwhile, so, <laughs> so basically, Montreal wins the cup that year, and that's that same night. So we uh-huh. go out in the back, and Rufus is like, "Go from the door to the van." So it's kind of like the worst. You know, it wasn't Beatlemania-esque. it was more fear for your life kind of feeling. Oh, no. So we basically, we basically hustle into this into this van, and you could hear all the mayhem. Right? And they won, was, the won the cup the hell that hell? night, Gary? That was the same night yeah. they won the cup? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what well, like, a night so there in Canada. The giant, yeah, there was the riot. So we were just a block over from the main street. So like, you know, we go the next day for the Stanley Cup parade just to see it. <laughs> And the whole place is like there's burnt out cars, the the Hudson's Bay, the windows are all smashed out and they've got wood over them and everything. And there the, the you know, then the bus comes down the, the top, the bus that's all open. Patrick Waugh there with the cup waving. And it's just like you're in a war zone, right? And it's you're just like, oh. What the hell? And then it's like the next night we're back in the car. We we stayed in Montreal for a couple of nights, we went back in the car, but it was like constantly like every, like we're all just button heads constantly, right? Because we're all just Musicians, we all wanted to be able to play, like Mark used to hate it because we go in, when we were in the studio i 'd play the bass line one way, and then when we played live because I would run and jump and do everything, I played it differently and he always it always he always he'd get mad at me right like like play the way you play the in like no. Playing it this way now, so you know it's like, it's like nobody, no, it's like yeah. At the time, it's like nobody's going to hear the record, like you know, it's not even out yet, so I can do what I want.
2: Seemed like a tense situation. Well, bonus, you played in Trigger Happy too. Yeah, that was one band you didn't mention. You you were in Trigger Happy. Yeah, yeah,
1: I played drums for a couple years, uh, a couple years ago actually. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Any comments?
3: That's great.
1: Uh,
2: What a a great. like a good night. Like what? uh, Any memories from that or? Uh, yeah, lots of
1: lots of good memories. Uh, I mean, uh, it was kind of uh, a weird formation of the band. Um, I mean, it was Al was kind of going through a bit of an abuse problem that uh, he's cleared up since then. And uh, I mean, it was uh, kind of weird, but uh, some great shows. Uh, I mean, I love Al. And I
2: love I love Trigger Happy. I, I grew up on lame and trigger happy. Me too, and, buddy. Uh, yeah, I know, right? So that must have been cool to play in there for a while. So we yeah, also had... Do you guys... Uh, Jesse Keeler? Jesse Keeler from... Uh, I don't... Uh, what, what is that so, band? Um, somebody called Always... Always Dud? Always Loud, sorry. Always Loud. Uh, Jesse Keeler came out of that scene as well. Okay. Or is it Keeler? I
1: remember, I remember his name. Was that... He, was he in, uh,
0: Oh, what was
2: that band? I'm thinking, was that the guy that was he in, uh, Avril Lavigne's band? No, that was Jen. Oh. Yeah.
0: That okay. was closet, closet monster. Wasn't it? Closet yeah, that Monster, Jim That's Jim
2: another good. Were they from Oshawa? They were no, from
0: they were Ajax. Ajax.
2: Right. And that's like right on the, just, yeah, yeah that's kind of almost the same thing, right? You can't put them
3: together, but you kind of have to put them together because yeah. they all had to play together at some capacity yeah. and do yeah. the thing. Yeah. Um, Hey, guys, so we're going to go. We got to, um, uh, where are we going to go? We going to go. Uh, well, Gary, we got to talk Canucks for a minute. Yeah. So, oh, one second.
2: Mike, Mike Bryant just followed us.
3: Hey. Brian Ever Mike Shadwell, Mike Bryant, Gary? Shadwell. Shadwell, Machete's first demo done in the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. So, thanks, Mike Pais-
2: Bryant. Kraken, not stirred.
3: Yeah. Uh, nice. Paisley
0: Museum. That was the uh, Shadwell's uh, cassette. I still have it. Nice. Mike, I liked you better,
2: Depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I liked you better depressed. that's what now, I remember yeah, from Shadwell uh, oh,
3: okay. are we going to do nerds on ice now almost I want to, I want okay. you guys to tell me your favorite show that you saw in Oshawa mm. of a band that was just about to like either a band that had broke out of that or was right on the cusp what was your absolute favorite show that you saw whether moon room or the crow's nest or civic auditorium or something uh, that was like holy fuck I can't believe I'm watching this uh, down by law at the crow's nest Ooh, fuck wow Jeez. Yeah. at the crow's nest yeah
0: no. uh, lame, lame opened um it was i think because because moby and al like mo i think moby was still in trigger happy at that point um and simon and Yared um anyways they i can't remember what, what happened but anyways their show in toronto got canceled and somebody basically hooked hooked up this gig with them at the crow's nest and um i think it was i think moby or something just basically said like you want to like? You want to open for Down by Law? Down by Law, and I was like, oh, whatever. Like, yeah. Like, kind of like, screw you. Like, this is this is all bullshit kind of thing. And He's like, no, seriously. And I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah. And it was like, it was awesome. It was like, because that club was so small, right? You had such a small stage. And then the infamous uh, Oshawa Skinhead showed up because mm-hmm. it was like, you know, big big punk band, right? Shows up, mm-hmm. and uh, so so they're playing. Down by Law is playing. <laughs> uh, Down by Law starts playing, and they start Heiling. Well, with, without looking at the band, bass player, you know, black black bass player, it's like, and their Zeke Highland because they're into it. Smaller wow. stops the show, you know, throws his arms up, basically just says, you know, get the fuck out. Like, wow, you know? well, good for like, him. Yeah, he was like, there's more of us here than there are of you. You've got to, try. and they all just basically left. And I was like, man, that is crazy. Yeah, that was a great show. That was all, like, that was all. That was full energy. Like, that yeah, was an insane night. I just remember playing it. Somewhat shocking and dumbfounded that I was just part of this night. I was like, that's so cool. That's intense. That was my favorite. Man. Oshawa. Yeah, that was my favorite Oshawa night. Boneless. Nice. Wow, bolts um, You
2: got to cut it down to one hole. my God. Can you do it? <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I would say my favorite show, uh,
1: Memory, would be... Um, out of hand had a CD release party in ninety-six or seven at the Polish Hall on Olive. Yep. And uh I remember it was kind of like a really big lineup. Uh we had locals figure four and mm-hmm. out of hand obviously doing our CD release party. And then we had Pigment Vehicle from Vancouver and then a bunch of fucking goofs from Toronto. <laughs> and then headlining was the Day Abortions. Nice. And uh the whole entire uh, show, there was kind of like a tension that was going on. And uh, it was typical Oshawa, like, uh, you mm. know, a few fisticuffs out front. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it was a classic punk rock show. But uh, mm. end result was when the Dayglo abortions went to take the stage, uh, the cops raided the hall. And uh, without a PA on, uh, the whole entire crowd literally turned at the cops that were entering the the building and started shouting, "Ark." fuck kill <laughs> oh,
2: fuck kill as well so,
1: like obviously the daggle abortion song right so yeah, yeah. the props had no idea what to do fucking everybody was fucking spilling out of every exit fucking people were getting walloped with billy clubs the the fire department got called uh people let off fucking fire extinguishers all over the fucking hall Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody trashed the girl's bathroom. Like it was just oh, uh, a little chaos. Was, yeah.
0: And the end, of, an end was, uh,
1: yeah. we got our picture taken. Uh, it, it, there was a, a caption in the paper the next day that said local band or local show gets out of hand. And it was a picture <laughs> of the four of us sitting on the back of the fire truck drinking beers. <laughs> nice. nice, that's promo. Yeah, it's probably the most memorable show uh, for sure, and probably one of the most notorious ones that you happened. He made the paper, hours. eh? you made the paper. boy you, oh, you made yeah. the paper.
2: So check this. Wait, Chris, so your turn. We're, we're, well, we're actually getting a lot of uh, interaction here online. So, just one second, guys. So we've got uh, so more information on uh, Jesse, uh, that Jesse dude. Uh, Jesse was in Skeeter Peter. Skeeter's Peter. Standing eight, and he was also in Death.
3: From above and Craft. Oh, right? Mastercraft. He's probably still Mastercraft. He's there still you in. go. Okay, he's, so so still in. he's still in. death from above. Then. They're,
2: okay. They're well, there, there you there. go. So he's from Oshawa, apparently. Um, we've also have. Uh, oh, um, somebody's favorite show was Fishbone at the Moon Room.
0: Oh yeah, that was a good show too. You that remember that crazy. one, Gary? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was I was Yeah, that was great. Those yeah. dudes yeah. Were That was a hot, stinky night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So there we, we go. So we're yeah. yeah. So we're so we yeah, getting on little, stage.
2: Yeah. We're getting a lot of feedback tonight, my friends. It's good. It's good. Cool. There's nice. a few more there. I'll get to maybe later. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. So my, favorite your, yeah. in, my favorite show in my favorite show on astrologies I don't know, dude. Um. uh See, it's it's not. There's nights, it wasn't the show, it was the people that were there. There were so many I Hate Sally shows that I've done in Oshawa that were just family, musical family. And um, there were so many people there that were because, there because they enjoyed what we were doing, not because it was the scene or because whatever, you know what I mean? So um, it'd probably be one of the I Hate Sally Chuck Caliber nights at the Dungeon. For sure, because I've got photos of those and they were nuts, man. And there was, it, it was just great. And it wasn't just dudes, there was like girls and guys. It yep. was, it was a very um, united evening. And there was people sitting side stage in between the back room. It was a very friendly atmosphere. Jim was running the bar at the time of the one I'm thinking of. I be, no, 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 no. It was, anyway, maybe we shouldn't mention who was running the bar at that time, but it was a free for all. <laughs> it was, a, it, but it was, it was, it, you know, and we knew coming in. That um Chuck Calibur and Mister Machette, or sorry, Chuck Calibur and I hate Sally, were 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 running that wow. venue. It was kind of like you know that person's on the guest. Let's no, no, we can go back here. We can do, and it was it, we, we kind of did whatever we wanted. Okay. And um I hate we always put I hate Sally on after us in Oshawa, which was maybe a mean thing to do, but they just <laughs> were so free. You know what I mean? It was like because yep. nobody wants to play last. Um And we we were equal draws there.
1: I hate Sally though.
2: To me, they were just too, no one
1: wanted to play after I Hate Sally, like they were just too good, Way especially, too
2: good. especially. And no, no offense to D and D, Bones, D's my neighbor now, she lives two streets away from me. What, yeah, D, D, dude, D comes by here and visits me, like we're friends, like comes by, but anyway, but no offense to D, she's a real good friend of mine, but the original lineup when Nick was on the drums and they did, and no offense to Mark as well, but when they did that original, what was that last song, Bonus, they would end with? Wake Up Screaming. Oh my God, dude. It was like so cool. So, you know, I'm in a band with Mark now, right? And we always joke around about, we'll drop those chords in at the end when, when we're just jamming and stuff. We haven't, we haven't been together jamming well, a while, but um, so to, to that question would be, Probably the last time Chuck Calibra, I hate Sally, played at the dungeon because I got photos
1: of the hard way to release party. And I think I hate Sally released a record that night, too.
2: Dude, it was. That's it. You're the guy, you know. Okay. so and how much fun. It was just a family night. It was one of those nights when you walk in the venue and you feel like you can do whatever you want. And that's beautiful. You know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. like, don't know. Don't harass that person or just don't charge that person. Um, Yeah, we need some more beer over here. Um, You know, that kind of thing which is which convenience and and family. I, I'm big, I'm a big musical family person, right? Cause, uh, if you know me, um, my, my life revolves around music. So when I was younger, the person that made me feel really, really good was the person that said it's okay to like kiss. And I had this discussion with, with Dave, uh, from from megadeth the bass player and that's when we he was like man i had such a rough life until i found this one guy who liked kiss i was like oh my god really like because i have the exact same thing people used to call me like like so many derogatory terms because i like kiss you know and then i met you know you meet that one guy who likes it and it, it doesn't have to be kiss it could be punk rock it could be whatever you're into and then you meet that person that makes you makes you comfortable in what you're doing you know what i mean and that's uh that's kind of what that show did for me in music was made me feel comfortable that I could, you know, kind of respect Oshawa music wise and uh and move on that way. Yeah.
3: Runner-up wise, then show wise, I'll just go with runner-up wise, which would have been uh <laughs> machete and headstones. And I have to oh. say this from the standpoint of the night that Hugh Dylan decided to pelt the crowd with spit and beer. So Dent decided he would do the oh. same. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 Dent decided to do the same back yeah, yeah. Yep. and uh yep. And what yeah. no,
2: he saw an interview, Brent. Sorry to cut. He we me and Dan were hanging out before the show. And there was an interview with Hugh Dillon. and he was doing movies, and he said, I wish people would just get back to spitting on me and throwing beer in my face. Well, that's what Dan did. Yep.
3: <laughs> yeah. So the next time <laughs> Hugh Dillon The next time Hugh Dylan was on the TV, they said, What do you think about Mr. Machete? I fucking hate that band. Yeah. So we made it. I mean, <laughs> I fucking hate that man. But anyways, that was funny stuff. But that 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 scene at the time was quite something because the headstones and Osho were synonymous. Because like Linda Cook was was really good friends and bringing them around. There was that you know and that and they were playing the Moon Room all the time. And then I did when I was promoting shows, I would do them up at Durham College. I did them at Trader Sam's. You played out there, Gary. I yep. forgot Trader Sam's were there. Anyways, there's so much fun. Yeah. But yeah, I think to Chris's point, like some of those. Some of those shows, when it was family, it was great. When Calibre, just man. before Caliber, like you know, when that was basically at its peak, it was pretty deadly. Uh, mm-hmm. The show that that to this day uh, I I trace back to the Civic Auditorium with I'm of the Earth and I Lady Peace and Boot Sauce. Those all those mm-hmm. guys, the tour managers and all those guys, I still work with them all over the place. Wow. That's cool. Like the yeah. first, so I'm just saying there was a lot of shit that came out of that that scene that was pretty uh, pretty great from punk and metal and everything. So, and you guys yeah. are such a massive part of it. We could go on for days. I, say, I don't
2: think we're gonna have time to do the Nerds on Ice thing. Now we've done an hour and a half here easily, easily. This should almost be like a weekly
3: segment. The Oshawa music uh, scene, right? Yeah. Gary yeah. Canucks breakdown. Yeah. Go. Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> not good, go, buddy. Not good at all. Not good. It's terrible this year like i'm so i've I've been a diehard Canuck fan since I was a kid, right living, grew up out in b c came back here always that was my team dealt with all you bastards bugging me about it from Leaf's point of view <laughs> uh um but yeah it's they're it's not a good team this year so they they lost too much in the off season right
3: mm-hmm. and get i get, it. Said, I, I, get
0: yeah. it. I get it like there's no money, they're hamstring with bad contracts, you know markstrom leaving canev leaving doesn't seem like a big deal. That you're leaving because they didn't sign him to Foley, which that one's still up in the air because he only played like a handful of games for them at the time. Uh, same with Levo. Levo only played a handful of games before he got injured. So it's like, you know, losing all that stuff, it's hard, right? And then you br- the guys that you bring in, like Harmonic, what do you play? Like four games got injured. And now he's just back. So he's not there. For what the hell? Like, you know, I, I go through this every day with my buddy out in BC as well. It's like, you know, what, what do you do? Hope he's a great goalie, but last night that was soft. Like, I took him in the pool. So I took soft. him in the
3: pool, thinking I was going to get some points out of him, but uh, yeah yeah no nothing and it's, it's it's been hard like you know i'm and i'm
0: still like you know I'm, i'll stay up until like one one I, to, to watch the games and stuff but you?
3: you know it, Harry, it, i live here, like it, you know i've been out here 16 years now yeah, uh, yeah. A, a little and so when i came, i was saying to chris like a little while ago when i came out here you couldn't actually get leaf really you couldn't really get leaf games on tv which is oh. what i've discovered why the west hates the east so much i blame hockey night in canada yeah. but they, you couldn't get leaf games yeah. and then they leave and then the canucks changed so it was great because i was able to kind of have a one a a one and a one like you know kind of back and forth and be yeah. able to follow a team and then have them rise through and make it to this cup final and then riot and then be here for the Olympics. It was quite a thing to be a part of that whole scene. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so it's fun to kind of follow them, but it's so frustrating. I, I think the division split this year has a lot to do with it because you can't. Oh do, yeah, it's terrible. Oh, I'm almost, terrible. I'm not sure oh, how much hockey yeah. you're following, but you can't. No, almost
2: like the Leafs, man. You get the Leafs right, or you're not the Leafs fan
3: anymore. You, oh, you, can't get okay. on a, you can't get on a 10 game
2: run against okay, you got the Leafs, buddy. Tell us about it. How are you no. enjoying
1: it? Uh, honestly, I haven't watched a single game. I don't have. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching the scores, though. I know we're in first. So that's yep. really yeah. good. Um, I mean, Anderson's back now. So uh, yeah. tonight, isn't it? Is yep. it tonight? Yeah, I yeah, yep. the
2: Oilers. Again, so I, had a, free, right I had a free bar. cable deal going on, and I used to watch the games all the time. My free cable deal is gone, so now I can only watch on the weekend. So I hear you; it's like, damn.
0: But I do uh, catch sure, up. Uh, yes, I'm uh, setting set a
1: my record too. Uh, nobody's ever shut out uh, a team three times in a row with three different goalies. So if they do it tonight, it might set yeah. a record.
0: What's the score, it's, Gary? It's, you got it there? Uh, well, it's six to one for Toronto right now. S- six to one.
3: Yeah, Toronto's playing really ah, well tonight. Weird. Yeah, well, record, you on. know, though, I got to tell you guys, guys I'm really, wow. I'm really curious. You know, I'm really curious as to what's going to happen when the playoffs start, and I mean that from the standpoint of like when you, when they, every, all these teams move. So, you, Toronto might yeah. win the north. It's probably going to win the north, and great. And then what? And then yeah. like they go up against, you know, uh, anybody, but like that's not yeah. in the north. And all of a sudden, it's like all the exposures and stuff. Are they as good as they are? Versus exactly. Like, everyone else is just really bad weird season you know what i mean so it's going to be really interesting so
0: it's it's almost like uh parlayed into like a musical scene kind of deal right like you can be the big fish in a little pond in your own town yeah and then all of a sudden you go on tour and you show up you think you're the shit and then some town some band comes out like let's say rodent and like you're just like what like we're not good you know, you're, you're out there just playing like, you know, hey, we're we're punk rock, and all of a sudden this guy comes out playing like crazy Eddie Van Halen dive bombs, because that's what blew me away about them was when I saw them, was just the, the second time I saw them was at the Polish Hall, and the when he was playing lead, it just blew me away, because he was actually playing. It was, you know, I'm so used to guys, like, no offense to the guys in my band at the time, but bounty, bounty, bounty is no way to go through the riffer, right? this kid comes out and he's like Dive by. just making that guitar part of him and nice. it was just fantastic right I love seeing that and, and, yeah. I, and I loved it and I, yeah it was almost it was almost somewhat reminiscent of seeing voivod play oh, really Wow. So like just how, how yeah how intense it was not not the timing wise because it was punk like these guys were just like dirty punk kids but the way they were handling the stage was like veterans. And just nice. the way the way he was playing lead that night, I was just like they could have played like eight shows after that were just complete crap, but that show that I saw was <laughs> probably, awesome. Yeah, was, no, so, was, so everybody needs to
2: check out Roden, including me. I got I got to check out Roden. We got to find them. We'll scour uh, the internet for Roden. Another band that
1: deserves a mention, too, and I, I yeah? just thought of them now, that should have probably gone further than they did was Toe. I don't know if you guys mm. remember
0: that no, takeoff. Never heard I remember Toe, yeah. One of the best yeah.
1: skate punk bands that ever came out of this fucking town. Like, Aye,
3: yeah.
1: Fantastic fucking songwriting, great great vocals. They harmonized so yeah. well with each other, too. Yeah. Did they ever great
2: evolve band. to anything else? Did, did Toe go to they, a different band? I think or? they turned into Cauterize,
1: and they got... Oh, I thought so!
2: man cauterize dude oh so okay Okay. cauterize yeah yeah you'd listen to cd Mm -hmm. and be like wow then you go see cauterize live and you're like oh what's that over there they they were so boring oh oh dude they were horrible live horrible live (laughs) everybody said it i'm not the only one that said it they sounded great but they were just so boring live man but so talented i thought they sounded amazing i thought they sounded great
3: but there was a thing at that point, not that there's any defense to it, but it was like I remember there was just a way at that time. All the bands that were right there breaking uh, some 41 would destroy live, right? And what? that eventually yeah. it got to that point, but then the pr- there was th- that fucking weird time between 2000 and 2006 it was so fucked because Image was such a thing and it was like yeah. you've got to have it was the emo thing was in full effect, but punk bands were bringing it into the into their world a bit. a uh, well, punky bands were bringing it into the world with this. Uh, it, so that might have been the problem, Chris. Like I think I think. Well, there was do you like, remember when? Okay, so I, check this that out. That might have been we, a problem. We're there, in there Chuck like, Caliber,
2: and we we did a, a showcase show. Remember the showcase shows, Gary, where you'd play for labels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we did a showcase show, and a uh, 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 a band called. uh, Oh geez, what what was uh Brendan's first band? Slaves of Spanky played. Okay, they're a rap band. And okay. future on, um, buddy wrote that going for a rip song. You know, out for a rip, whatever. So so they're in this yeah, yeah. So so slaves of spanky. So and we're doing so the showcase, and I'm friends with Brendan, right? So the guy said to Brendan, so well, here's what you need you need a you need a black guitar player. You need a dj in there like just like here's what you know like just scoping yeah. it out and that's the way it was like you're saying right yeah. you're totally right it's all image. If, your sound's kind of cool but here's what would make it better if people could see a black guy and, and a dj and this and that and man they were just like no yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> no like you know what i mean yeah. like just like and, and then funny thing and that so brendan did his own thing later and that going that out for a rip song is him making fun of rednecks. Sorry, yeah, poor Perry it. friends, but yeah. it, like if you know Brendan, he's just making fun of some folks. Yeah, um, he, he lives here in Kingston, right? But great guy, really. But his slaves of spanky stuff, you know, it was really, really good, really, really rad. Um, yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, show,
0: showcases nothing like a lot of stress, for dude, and, no and ridiculousness,
2: reason. right? Like, and 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 that the response you get from the people are like the best I heard was when Dent kind of physically grabbed a guy, bought him a drink, and said, okay, if you're not going to sign us, here's my email. Please send me the music from the next band you're going to sign because I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like, yeah. and, and I was right there going, whoa, okay, we're not going to – we have no luck anymore, but way to go, dude. Way to go, right? That, that was caliber. Boneless, that's, that was
0: caliber, yep. That's uh, straight up, that's what happened with Lame, is we were at the whole really? horseshoe – and, uh, I wasn't, I was kind of like on the thing where I wasn't drinking anymore. I was kind of just trying to, you know, my liver is destroyed from all the years. And I was like, yeah, whatever. So we go and we play the show. Well, you know, uh, one guitar player decides that it's a good idea to just get really stoned before a show. Like, and there's all these dudes there for, to check us out. And, uh, I think two with us, so that's good. You know, you're, you're always going to get that great drumming, right? And Jeff, same thing. You know, he's he's solid. Uh, I don't know if Runt was still playing guitar with us at that point. But anyways, uh, we, we're there. We play. I think it's gone well, except for the guitar player, who's basically just horrible, doing whatever he wants over on my left. And we're walking around, and all these people... Like industry folks are coming up and like, hey, you know, can I get a copy of your CD? Can I get a copy of this? And we, I brought like a bag of shirts and CDs and stickers and we're, you know, on business cards and I'm giving them out. And giving them out. Anyway, so I was kind of stressed out, like just overworked, underpaid kind of deal. So I'm sitting there and I decide I'm going to start drinking because we're done. <laughs> So I'm drinking and drinking and drinking. So this guy comes up and uh, he's like, Oh, hey, he goes, uh, I checked out your set. You guys are really solid, you know, da, 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 da. Well, idiot boy says, Don't tell me you work for some fucking label, but really you're a mailroom jockey. Nobody wanted to come and see us. So they gave you the ticket and you decided to come. But now you want a fucking CD that you're going to take and trade in. I Do you want a shirt? You can take a shirt too. So I give him the shirt and he's like, Thanks, man. And he leaves. Oh, well, Shortly after that, my friend comes up and goes, did the guy from Warner come up and talk to you? <laughs> and I'm like, um, I don't know. I sure did. So. I kicked him in the nuts and punched him in the face. <laughs> Pretty much so. I just, and I was just angry, right? I'm like, you know, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I've talked to so many fucking people tonight. I don't have to know. Yeah. He was, no, he was really into you guys. He thought you guys were great. He saw a lot of potential. And I'm like, who was he? And she's like, that's him. They're leaving. And that's when it dawned on me. Hey, idiot. This is why you don't drink. This is why you just don't do that shit. You know, just let it go. Oh, it gets go. frustrating,
2: though, right? Dude, oh, like, yeah. it really, it gets frustrating. Well, judge me on my personal craft. You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
0: yeah. Damn. Yeah. If, if that Matt was... Good can get away with this shit for his entire career. Oh, my gosh. Him. Wow, that's another uh, yeah.
2: episode right there. We, we did shows with Matt yeah. Good. And yep, uh, we yeah. caught him on goodnight, so But, uh mm. Ooh.
0: Yeah, all the, I I don't mean all the stuff that's come out, but just you know, he was very uh, abrasive to people. And oh no, and totally that, he just, was. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. But it's like that's that's my you know when I was done, he could be like that. Why can't I get a like a pass for being mad yeah. after you know? But yeah, I didn't get a pass, and uh, I live in London, Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: okay, buddy. You're
3: doing good. Yeah. No. I'm Amazing not, to have yeah, you guys on you. today, man. Yeah, uh, I, I dude. Thanks for coming on the again. show, bros. No, thank you. Thanks for having it's us. Been a good, awesome. One. We could go oh, on forever. Bonus, tell Thanks us one, what uh, what's going on with you. Where we can all find you, man?
1: Uh, well, I'm like I said, I'm playing guitar in a band called Hotel Murder. You can find us on Facebook, Bandcamp. Uh, playing drums in Random Killing. Look forward to some new music uh, coming up from them. Uh, yeah, I got a bunch of drum stuff on the go. I'm doing a lot of session work, uh, so I'll be announcing a lot of stuff through Facebook and uh, all the social media platforms uh, as songs kind of. Come to light and get mixed and everything. So all now you're I'll... only
3: on one social media platform. So it'll be one social media platform and a Raven to get it out, yeah, but that's where yeah. you can find him. Because he's everywhere. Boneless is literally everywhere. Boneless is
2: everywhere. Let us know what you got literally coming on. up, brother, literally and we'll on. we'll promote it for you. No problem, my friend. We love you. Gary. Thank
3: you very much. Thank yeah. you for having me. I, I oh, no problem.
2: Really tonight. It was Thanks. good seeing everybody and yep. Good connection. Dude, good we could go on forever, man. Yeah, this is
0: awesome. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Gary, what do you got for us, buddy? yeah oh lots um, just currently uh, Elephant right now is working on a full length album uh, so that's going well I've been writing a ton that way Um, yeah it's pretty much been taken up like besides the shop like screen printing and all that yeah sure it's uh, Elephant's just been like yeah and uh, yeah Elephant's just I've just been writing as much as I can and uh, trying to get something uh, next um, you know and uh, hoping to, like as this kind of settles down a bit to Hopefully get on the road. We're getting a lot of good uh, response and a lot of uh, offers to go places. So, yeah, we've really, that's my big thing right now. They just kind of want to get out and hit the road. It's it's hard. That's the biggest thing, right? It's hard to promote your music. There's a bazillion bands on Spotify and band internet. Uh, So the best, next best thing for us is to get out there and play live, right? So uh, that's what I, that's what I'm really uh, looking forward to is to, to be able to do that. So that's what's coming up. That's basically what I'm going for.
2: So just Google search Elephant.
0: Elephant, yeah. Uh, Instagram is hellifant Band. Uh, mm-hmm. Facebook is elephant, and uh, our website is elephant uh, uh, elephant.ca. Awesome. And it's got links to Curse Blessings, so you can stream or download. Uh, uh, Curse Blessings has a promo right now for EP. is called Crumble, um, and it's got a they've got a link on it right now. But if you download the EP, which is five songs, uh, you get entered into a uh, draw to win a Curse Blessings hoodie. Uh, which is kinda cool. Like, sweet. I use a hoodie. Yeah, they're nice they're nice hoodies too. So yeah. So that's going on. So that's cool. So that's kudos, to,
3: that kudos to them for uh, putting a place for you guys to put music out. So, yeah, awesome. that's really yeah, cool, man. Yeah. Support curse Brad blessings. If you
0: put that in
2: Google mm-hmm. too, curse blessings, support the, uh, the Canadian music scene, my friends, the Ontario yep. scene, whatever they got going on there, man. There's uh yep. run by, run by a very uh, knowledgeable guy, man. Yep. Al Nolan is very knowledgeable in punk rock and music. And that is for sure. And Doug smart. And his, his right hand yep. man, Doug smart there, buddy yep. from uh, one down and figure four back in the day, buddy. Uh,
0: Tacoma yep. Red. Yeah, Tacoma Red. Good dudes, one, yeah. man. That's Great true. dudes. Yep. Cheers and Doug they for watching. Yeah. Doug lived out in London for a bit, too. So. I know, buddy. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: I've always wanted to play in a band with Doug, but it just never happened. But, uh, you know, Doug, if you're out there never visiting Kingston, my friend. You come by and see me. You too, Al.
3: Both you there's a full band. Well, not me. I'll be out, but there's a full band on this call here. So you can, oh, can get a kitty. <laughs> awesome, boys. Thanks so much. Uh, right. Come back anytime, thanks. man. There's lots yeah, to talk dude, about we'll, down the road. We
2: got to do an update. We'll do an update a month from now.
0: Okay. That's a good plan. Sounds good. Anytime, thanks, guys. thanks very much. Thanks. thanks.
2: Slayer dudes, Bye. take care.
3: Later. All right. Fun stuff. That was good. Boneless. Bye. boneless?
2: There we go. That was awesome.
3: Man, so much going on. We could
2: talk forever. We could do an easy like two hours on these with this stuff.
3: <laughs> the man. round just, table, do you, I mean, that's two guys that have significant history in that market that definitely, definitely. Um, Some
2: 41 came out of there. Protest the Hero came out of there. Our Lady Peace came out of there. Mr. Machete came out of there. Chadwell's jacket came out. Like There's so many bands, amazing bands that came out of there, and other people that we weren't aware of. Um, I want to thank everybody who, uh, who contacted us tonight.
3: We yeah, really appreciate
2: you, it. I, Tonight's I, been I, my, my most active night, to be honest
3: yeah. with you. I haven't been able to check. I've been kind of... No, it's okay. Actually, tonight
2: and uh, Dave Elfson from uh, Mm. Megadeth. This this has been the two busiest ones for me. Um, Very nice. So thanks, everybody, for for hitting us up, man. uh,
3: Lots of stuff. I mean, there's guys like Will McGurk was, I think, tuning in who who wrote about all these bands. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Willie Took great Only guy two. uh you know i right. was like i could get him i carry uh all all these people that were part of that scene back then we could do a round table but it would be four days long so there's lots there's lot there's so much going on uh, about that scene so having two guys that were prominent back then and, and could weigh in is awesome and uh, and, and i think still that's, um,
2: in it now though
3: still in it now like they're,
2: they're, they're, these are musicians my friends like you know oh my, my uncle plays guitar okay that's great these two guys we had on there are the same age as your uncle and live and breathe rock and roll, punk rock, heavy metal, like, like boneless, man. Boneless is, is Oshawa music scene. The guy hasn't yeah. moved from there. He's been there since Absolutely. the beginning. He feeds it. He takes care of it. Um, I hope you're still watching boneless. Cause man, like you are a, a really intricate part of the Oshawa music scene. And, you and be a teacher, proud which of I,
3: you know, both of them teachers. Let me tell you, I learned a shit ton uh, from Gary, when I was first coming through, I mean, when I came through, like I met Gary even years before I was in college. Um, and then, you know, our our old bandmate, Dave would kept talking about leftovers all the time and all the rest of it. And, and, and that side of it. Um, but then when I came through uh, college and had met, um, his old bandmate, but also, um, Mike Bryant, and they kind of brought me into the scene at that time, you know, Gary was, was sort of the, Royalty, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, totally. could he literally could have been like this shitty little punk, as I said, punk, man, punky band from the only from reason,
2: yeah. The only reason Lame's not huge is because Gary didn't want it to be huge because uh, that was an amazing, but player. to
3: have him and like take, him. take like my you know, 18 year old brain or 19 yeah. year old brain at the time and be like, we play in a band and we, we got these songs. And it's like, Hey kid, I've been doing this for fucking years before you got here, but to still give me the time, invite oh, him, yeah. invite me up to the, the jam space, show me the process of like what they had gone through. You know what I mean? So he was a massive influence on the scene at the time and us. And then to get shows with lame, like when machete and lame got to team up, that was a big, I just remembered him, you know, Good times, buddy. Never, Good times. Never, it was very supportive, and then later on meeting Boneless and and having him, you know, Be part help, of the family, um, man, shape the the caliber thing, and and just create that sound. It was just such a great yeah. uh, family. And I don't think people. I really have to stress this to people. Um, I really miss that gig share get in the van, go play with, you know, everyone's sharing shit. And, and, and there was, you touched on it. Like when caliber and and Sally were together, Oh,
2: dude, machete and Sally, like
3: yeah, machete and Sally and just everyone together were kind of like, and it It might've been only the only nine people in the room were the bands or whatever you
2: you get, you get the two headlining bands and the guy that owns the venue, all friends and you have a night that is going to be magnificent. It's gonna be great. And on that note, my friend, it's
3: been an evening. Been it great. has been an evening it's that been has been, been sponsored no, by it, Blue it, Microphones. Blue
2: Microphones are amazing. Thank you, Blue Microphones. You've made our life so much easier. We appreciate it. The Dean Blundell Network, you know, um, where all the cool shit happens. Thanks What's for helping on, us man. out with with, with uh, putting this on the air so everybody can hear. This is great stuff. It's great music stuff. And, and uh, the Dean Blundell Network needs a little more of our entertainment and music sections, I
3: think. Yeah, there's think. lots of lots to learn on that side. Yeah, of the well, scene. Uh, the sports I pro- still like music and stuff, man. We got to tap into yeah. that. Time to promote. What are you promoting, my man? My new, my
2: comic book Skeletron on issue two will be out this weekend. Finally, you'll be seeing tons of promo for that. I did all the uh, logos and artwork for our buddy there. What's his name? Um, I'm just. It's getting late
3: over here Bonzi. in Ontario. Bonzi, Bonzi, Bonzi,
2: Bonzi, man! Derek wow, Bond, you're man. gonna love Bonzi. What a rad dude. Yeah, Um, yeah, more more family on the Dean Blundell Network. We're gonna we're gonna talk. We'll have to have him on the show at some point. Absolutely, which we'll do. Um, So I did the logos for that, and I'm teaching. I got a workshop for the film festival, the Canadian Film Festival, coming up this weekend, which is huge. Um drinking a lot of beer. Really gotta to go to the bathroom. Christmas shetty.
3: <laughs> you always do this, but you gotta promote your shit.
2: I'm you're not allowed while I out. did.
3: There we go. I did it. I, I and did we had a winner, we had a year. winner that's been enjoying the festival very much and uh really great. Oh, uh, yeah. they got some film, Give film, me a shout film out. some films in as well. Um we'll circle back to that in a minute. So yeah, you can catch Chris at the uh you're gonna be able to catch Chris at the festival this Saturday. How much? Twenty bucks.
2: Twenty bucks, man. You got me
3: for two hours on Zoom. Two hours. You're gonna Two learn hours? how to draw some, some shit. Get your kids in there, man. You got this. It's great. You're gonna learn how to draw some shit. Um, well. uh, I'm really a fitter, Uber fitter. Yeah, well, uh, Brad uh, won, won the tickets and has been showing, uh, has been seeing a whole bunch of uh, of the um, of the movies. So that's what's going on with that. Uh, great dude, great if dude. interested, brand new coffee uh, coffee episode out today. Uh, coffee snobs and assholes, people from North Carolina and Vancouver, talking about mm-hmm. are you a coffee snob? Are you a coffee asshole? Uh, we had Elson last week. Remember, remind yourselves, wow. my friends, go back and listen to that episode that we that did was a good one. next week. Uh, I have got a very fun uh, episode of the Brenton on tour podcast coming out next week with one of my favorite bands that you and I, t- I tried to get us to play their songs when we first started machete. I've got him coming out next week.
2: Skid Row. So that's gonna be fun. Hmm? Skid Row.
3: no i've I've been trying to get sebastian back on this show but he's not you know he's a busy guy but uh yeah so that's coming more to come on that um okay cool yeah friends so check us out everywhere kids on the escalator podcast on all the things
2: and see us next week we're going to break down uh wandavision i'm going to break it down even more so on saturday and then we'll do the uh the uh, casual breakdown on the show but i'm gonna gonna, like really beat the crap out of that show nerd wise saturday at one o'clock
3: um, our buddy Mike will be back next Tuesday. Mike, Mike yeah, P coming back for that. We'll probably try to get Lachlan and Dean and anyone that's uh, followed us along at this yeah, point. let's to do, do a it Lachlan to do one. But uh, yeah, tune in, everyone. That is the Kids on the Escalator podcast for the evening. That was the Schwa Rock City. Chris has got to go drain his bladder. Say, it. Say it the good, good times. Good times. Rad dudes. <laughs> Bye, everybody.